Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Running Motorsport Magazine Show. Midweek Motorsport. News, features, special guests, and analysis from the experts. Formula One, sports car and endurance racing, rallying, touring cars and bikes. If it has wheels and an engine and they keep score, it's on Midweek Motorsport. Thirteen, thirteen. Is that worrying you? I hope not. It's just after eight o'clock. Hello there. Midweek motorsport. If you try degophobic, don't listen. Otherwise, we have a show for you at night. Two hours of the very best of, well, speculation. Obviously, my name's John Hindoff, and up in London is Tim Greer. Hello, Tim. Hello, John. And on a packed programme tonight, Tim, we have what? We have me asking whether the two thirteens cancel each other out. Ooh. Ooh. Odd. See, if it was 13 13s, that would be worse, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. I think it probably would. Uh, we'll Let's also have some news. All right, OK. Although there's not a lot around, so we're going to really stretch it out. Excellent. Uh, we're going to find out what you had for dinner and what I had for dinner. And there'll be no gloating. I've been told no gloating tonight. And no gloating story. at all, no. On the big story. On Which a big, big story. Quite a big story that we had two weeks ago. Yeah, so it's not really big anymore. No, it's not. We had it two weeks ago. But I'm not gloating. It wasn't a scoop then. It wasn't exclusive. It wasn't breaking. We just gave the story. No gloating. None at all. Uh, let's do a bit of housekeeping. Uh, Aaron Stoller says, I'm happy to say I'm tuned in live tonight. Aaron, always better than being tuned in dead. I always think. Um, it's a tremendous waste of battery. True. Uh, Marco Barenswa says, no AFAs. I try to visualise all the coming excitement of cars merging into the easy final turn at Sebring. Mm. Thank goodness it's not a merged race. And even as I say that, she Adam quivers in complete and a nightmarish open sweat. Uh, listening, not tweeting, though. I have to do some ironing tonight, says Right Turn Lover. Oh, make sure you don't try and tweet with the iron. It burns the end of your fingers, I always found. Uh, Rob Jenner, apologies, but I'll be podcasting on my way to Marshall for the MG Car Club this weekend. Oh, where's that, Rob? Well, you can't tell me because you're listening later. Michael Denny listening live tonight from the heat of the carbon fibre triangle. Yes, I've moved from Brighton to Milton Keynes. Oh, a fellow MKer with a roundabout gang. Traffic circles for our American fans. And John McCarthy doesn't know what Zoog is. We'll get Ava to talk about that in a moment. What? You've eaten it tonight. So. Oh, the yoghurt. Uh, Chris Sugu says, no, uh, EFS looking forward to the show. And... Uh, just met with Alex not to talk about anything though Shh. what yes. who uh, hello to Miss Jax I've accidentally woken up early so my sub- subconscious clearly remembered midweek motorsport ah yes because you're an hour earlier now aren't you out in Australia 
Uh, Alex Hawkins says, evening all, no AFAs, listening with tuning in the car, driving home from more... Shh. Yes, see, that was what was happening with Chris. They're doing a secret project. Shh. Yes. Uh, Paul Markard says, no apologies for absence tonight. New rule at my company with the marketing department means no more Wednesday 2pm meetings. Oh. So he should be working, but he's just not having work in the meeting. Uh, Michael Hedwig says, I can't understand why IMSA and WEC races don't run at the same time. Michael, can't remember 2012. Really? Went well, didn't it? Really? <laughs> Still waiting for the results. Still waiting I, I heard, for the results. I heard they were still in the podium. I was about to say, if you listen carefully, Greg Kramer <laughs> is still doing the podium from 2012. Good heavens. Uh, we'll keep looking at the Twitter. Ad Speculatement is where... Uh, is where you need to be for that. Uh, so keep dropping us a line. Before you go to the news, I have a slightly relevant piece. And we are we, we have a time to go off topics like Off piece, yes. You know you started with, was it tridecophobia about the fear of yes. 13? Yes. During the many conversations this weekend during our live stream, we found out that Zach has a fear of volcanoes. Right. So we thought that's going to be a fantastic one, isn't it? Lava bemasticophobia or something really amazing. It's just volcophobia. It is volcanophobia. Yeah. It is the most pathetic phobia ever. Oh, I'll look that up on Google. It's just so volcanophobia. Which part is this? Who has? Oh, Zach. Oh, Zach. Who's Zach? Zach's one of our one of our guys. Zach, who has a zombie film in development, and he said I can be in it and get killed. Yeah. Anyway, so he's not a zombie then, because you can't kill a zombie. He's already dead. I'll be, I'll be killed and then become a zombie. Oh yeah. They're not dead though, they're, they're undead. They're undead, it's true actually, yes. But uh, that's, that's what's going on. Can you be a loose zombie in a sports car? Well, well, that's kind of... Oh, would that be typecasting? Apparently, we, we, we were working at the backstory of my character, um, and uh, I, I'm the one who's been down this luck, but suddenly things look up just before I'm murdered. <laughs> or get killed, whatever you are. Is it murder? So, Is it premeditating when you're a zombie? I, I think loose... Loose, zomb- loose zombie, zombie in a sports car. And I car. can provide my own 60 sports car. I haven't got to borrow one. Oh, that's a good point. Mm. Do you have the string back driving gloves still? I certainly do, somewhere. <laughs> do zombies wear gloves? Well, they do. If, if you've been killed in gloves, you carry on, just come to life wearing really? what you're wearing, don't you? You don't get a new outfit. Fair enough. Sorry, this is very motorsported. Uh, we were talking about food earlier, and you had Zoog, but presumably not on its own, because that wouldn't be a very substantial meal. Uh, no, we had... Uh, oh. Moroccan we had chicken. Moroccan chicken, which was very nice. It's out your screen, isn't it? <laughs> which was very nice, uh, and slow-roasted uh, cauliflower. That was amazing, that was. That was really nice. That was, and, the, and the bread, flatbread with coconut. Ah, no, bread. no, well, the, the flatbread is one of Eve's... Um, Better crea- best creations because mm-hmm. they're all good um, and that has hardly any carbs in it oh quite good you bread yeah so that's our replacement bread. for bread mm-hmm. it's coconut flour and stuff mm-hmm. it's very nice and sprinkled with zombie dust <laughs> uh, and it was very nice yes it's very nice very very nice and particularly warming after a day mm. when I'd been out motorcycling in the rain and the cold. Yes. So I couldn't come. I was busy and it was raining. You know, you you didn't come because you don't go out in the rain on your bike. No. 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 I have several vehicles. Two of them do not go out in the wet. Mm. 
Uh, let's have the... That was Nick Damon, by the way, so he'll be talking bikes and cars later. Uh, but uh, for the moment, let's go to London, up to London, and our executive producer, Tim Gray. And I had say, uh, chicken in a white wine sauce. Oh, very nice. It wasn't, because I had to rush it. No, yeah, I could and, hear that. Uh, and Well, no, rush cooking the sauce, which meant it was not as flavoursome as it ought to have been. Oh, you poor thing. Uh, hello. an excuse to use up for all the uh, fresh time I had left over. Uh, hello. So time was abundant in one sense, but not the other. All right, it is. Uh, hello to Shay Adam tonight. Hi, Shay. Who, uh, and also to the fabulous Diane Magnum, who is listening tonight, who says um, she thought we were throwing to her every time in at Sebring when I said dies in the pit. <laughs> oh, you're going well, well... Diane, you are going to have a lot of that this year because I think uh, uh, Binksy is going to be with us quite a lot uh, this year. Um, our executive producer, Tim Grayson from London, on the pack programme tonight, we have what? We've done that bit. Oh, did we? Yeah, shuffle papers next. All right. Well, <laughs> Jump to page then. seven. Really? Uh, what item number is that? It's item number I'm, 13. I'm lost 13. in the script now. Of course <laughs> it is. It's, you, you've printed this out far too small. Can we have a bigger... Put pr- your glasses on, John. Put, I don't wear glasses. That's half the problem. That's the problem. Yes. I I'll don't either. I can't read I it. don't need to wear glasses as long as there's 25 million lumens of light. There's only 20 seconds left on which this is bed, like so hurry the, up. Which is like the sun. And it's a 42-point print. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's head to the jingle. Shuffle your papers, Tim. All the latest motorsport news from around the world. Midweek Motorsport. That may have been the most chaotic opening to the show ever. Oh, well. uh, if you think differently, and there was a more chaotic opening. Don't don't tempt people. At, no, no, I'd spec your A lot of people talking about archive spec this week, funny enough, on the... Really? On the Twitter. Uh, what do you got for us, Tim? What's the top story? Uh, we're going to start with some Formula One news. Ray! I did get, sorry, I didn't get to the theatre earlier enough. That's My fine. apologies. Go uh, on. We've already introduced our Formula One correspondent, Nick Damon. Hello, everyone. Hello, John. Hello, Tim. Hello, everybody. And uh, this weekend, Formula Is One. Is that a different has bed? Its... No. This weekend, Formula One has its uh, second, the same one we've been using for about uh, seven years. I didn't, I, I didn't notice the uh, electric piano in that before. It might Quite be a slight re-edit of it. Ah, it's but the remix. It's probably funny, Tim's got this, this line balance. We haven't got 95% here, so we're just hearing the music. That's true. Sorry, Bahrain, this weekend. Bahrain this weekend. Yes, And everyone seems to be looking forward to going to Bahrain. Well, of course they are, because they're all still having full of the hope of spring, slash the hope of, uh, if they had a great race in Albert Park, they'd have another great race in, in Bahrain. Hang on, something had... has gone terribly wrong here. The FIA have scheduled a Formula One race on a weekend when I'm off. Well, actually, I'm not off because we're doing Nürburgring at the weekend. And yes, you're too. actually not off. You've got a race to commentate on, and it's four hours long, and you have a long uh, pre-race show and post-race tech to do. So, that's only qualifying, though, isn't it? It's not actually the race. No, no, I'll only miss the race. No, you miss the qualifying. I, I won't miss the race. Sorry, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, and uh, the ones who did badly or had their wheels not go on properly, or said, "Oh, we sorted that out. We're still, still super quick." And the people at the back have gone, "Ha ha! It was a one-off. We can do it in Bahrain." And it'd be quite warm and pleasant. Would that be an accurate description? Uh, well, I'm thinking about all the positive uh, press releases we're getting from the teams this week. Marcus Ericsson uh, says Samba is in a very positive mood. Hurrah! Well, they are painted red. 
and white, and they've got Alpha Romeo, and that's all marvellous. And and they, let's be, see, Sauber weren't as bad as we thought. They weren't great, but they weren't as bad as we thought in the first race. So that's what they can be positive about that. Do I have to find something positive for all the teams now? Uh, no. Uh, Pierre Gasly and Brendan Hartley, both very positive about Bahrain, particularly because Hartley, got, because he's been successful there in the past. And they've got new bits already on the Honda, so the Honda's already getting through it. Yeah, after new two Honda races, engine. Yes, after two races. Well, after one race. Well, well, it's the second, really good point. The second race, they're already replacing parts. It sounds like deja vu all over again if you were McLaren. And uh, which other driver uh, is positive about... Bahrain, because he's had success there in the past. Charles Leclerc. Properly. Lewis Hamilton. Come uh, on, was Nick. Tizai. Tizai. Leclerc. Sorry. There we go. I, I was more, but don't forget that he, it's not important to him in his career anymore. He's far more interested in his brother winning a race. Uh, we'll come on to that later. <laughs> uh, so this is Charles Leclerc. Tizai. Um, who's going to win in Bahrain? Um, uh, I think it's going to be a little cheeky chappy from Stevenage. Okay. I don't think I don't think I don't think I'll get much money from you or from anyone else. But again, perhaps they say he can find a way of cocking it up. Who knows? But uh, realistically, if it goes as it should do, then he will win. But then you never know. Valtteri Bottas has gone well uh, at Bahrain. He's also gone right into the back of Lewis Hamilton. One year, we're in different teams at that point. Um, so I think it will be Lewis. The lack of Formula One news this week uh, means that uh, bikes, Formula One journalists, have been oh, busy up. Uh, <laughs> in- interviewing uh, people Themselves. who are known to give uh, good quotes. Oh, Nicky so, Lauda. So Gerhard Berger, Nicky Lauda, Jacques Villeneuve, Bernie Eccleston. Bernie Eccleston is correct. Ah. Uh, what's he been saying this week? It's oh, all rubbish. It's ever, all rubbish. Everything's ever been reinvented. E- yeah. They pushed me right out when I still had lots of time to go and I knew I was doing all this internet never catch on. Uh, why is he not suddenly, quite what he said. Why has he suddenly become... Because um, he's a bit more geezer now he's retired. Uh, well, sacked. Long Good br- Friday, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> That's who well, that you've was. Never seen the, you've never seen the likeness. If young Bob was still alive, he'd be the first in line to play him in a biopic. Do you think? He needs to lose some weight. Well, he's lost a lot recently. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I can't even go there. <laughs> uh, Michael Caine, surely. Michael, a grey-haired Michael Caine. My name is Bernie Eccleston. Michael Caine's very tall, though, isn't he? He is. He is. They is could it? shoot him in a hole. Dig What's a hole it all about, Bernie? Who uh, wants Formula One's <laughs> top job, according she to Bernie Eccleston? Sixteen. <laughs> <Only> sixteen. <laughs> what? Go ahead, sorry. Who wants to replace Chase Carey, according to Bernie? Everybody. Nope, it's Ross Braun. Ross Braun. Because yeah. Bernie's now decided Ross Braun's his big enemy, and he's decided to have a go at him for a while. He just can't be 86. It doesn't matter who wants to replace Chase Carey unless it's the Board of Liberty who wants to well, replace him. Well, my mum's my three years older than him and all she does is moan about, you know, the, the, the problems down at the Boots, the chemist. He's, you know, he's, he's... How old's Bernie? 86, I think, isn't he? 86. So my dad's younger. He's now 87. Is he? Oh, so, he's, so, so, so basically, he needs, he's, still trying, he's still trying to run a, with the world's, you know, biggest uh, travelling circus of sport. And you kind of think... But, but he's got, what go. else... But what else has he got to do, Nick? He's got a 40-year-old wife. But what else is he going to do? <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> it's been his life. It's been his... But he should kind of... Uh, yeah, I know. It's not. He's, he's differently, driven, differently driven to all of us. But 
I think it's... No, he's not diff- differently driven to most of us. He just wants lots of money. He's got lots of money. Yeah, but he wants more. To do what? The more money... Because it's that's what drives him. Oh, he okay. wants a deal. He's the king of the deal. He wants a deal. I want a deal. I've done this deal with Lucifer. <laughs> think it's working out well. If it's not money, he's not interested. Well, he sold his soul. Uh, he's, uh... How much do you get for it, though? What's he going to do? What is he going to do? No, no, I mean, I, yeah, it's fair enough. But I, he's got a load of time on his hands. Mm, that's true. Cause trouble, basically, he's trying to do. He's trying to say that it's not as good as when he was there. Basically, he's saying it was the wrong thing. Uh, he's, a, he's a... Right. He's exactly as he was when he was in Formula 1. He's a bit of twisted old man. Right? No, but he has basically said that... But now the, he's not but, a powerful... But the reason all the problems are there is because they, 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 they haven't got their contracts right. Their problem was they're all contracts he signed, but it's not his fault because he was signing for... Um, he was signing to make as much money as possible for the owners, you see. He's, he's basically just, you know abdicate himself from all the mistakes he made but the key point is the car's too quiet and that's not his fault it's not even true I don't think anybody cares about that no uh, what is going to happen at Bahrain that didn't happen in Melbourne are we going to have the, um, are the slow the, motion victory lap no thing? no we're going to have the right grid markers are with we? the right logo. Yeah, the right logo. Are we having those that cinematic lap back now, are we? Who knows? They've all been very quiet about those sort of things. Yes, that was the um, after the very heavy lunch conversation brainstorm where they just should have left it on the A, the A1 sheet and, the, and not just announced it in a press release. Uh, the answer is uh, Formula 2. Oh, that was a bit too... That, that, was a bit too mainst- were... that was too much of a mainstream of an answer for your question then. <laughs> Think my did, brain. Uh, it, oh, it, good point, yeah, yeah, it's a good fair point. Well made. Lovely. Brilliantly presented. I thought you were actually going to say um, actually um, democratic elections, but no, maybe not. <laughs> oh, anyway, so back to the story. So Film 2 is back. So it's, it's, it's will Lando Norris win it easily or not? How easily will he win it mm. is actually what you were trying to say. No, because he might not win it easily. He might, might make a hordix of it in some way. Yes. And uh, who is his competition then? Well, we'll talk about that in a moment, but first of all, uh, <laughs> Formula 2 and GP2 yes. have produced how many Formula 1 drivers between them? How many Formula None. 1 drivers? 11. All of them. Uh, 28. That's quite close, Nick. 29. It's 32. And how many world champions? Uh, three. Oh, no. So I, I, so I only got to two. Who's the third one? Well, it depends who the first two no, was. No, Nico and Lewis. Who's the third one? The other Nico. Hulkenberg. Not an F1 world champion, obviously, uh, but World Motorsport. Uh, world uh, Endurance Champion. This is the same the same sidestep you used in the Christmas quiz all those years ago at World Champion RC drive, RC people. Which I got right. Yeah, which wasn't actually about cars. No, it was helicopter. You never asked about cars. No, I know. Um, power boats. That was helicopter. Um, Nico Hulkenberg wasn't a um, FAA world no, champion. No, you're right, he wasn't, was he? No. He won Le Mans. But he did. Uh, anyway, so there we are. So, so they've won a couple. They have let, won let's a... being parochial then. Yeah. Uh, how many British drivers do we have on the grid? Four? In Just the three. In F2? Yes. All right, okay. There's George in, Russell. Uh, there's George Russell, yes. He Lando. is Hang on, there's George ART. Russell. I've actually raced against George Russell. Really? 
I um, think so, yes. And, Lando. Uh, Jack Aitken is also at ART and Lando at Carlin. There we are, you see. So let's so, so not be parochial. Who are the favourites not British people then? Is it Arthur uh, well, Markov? There's lots of drivers who are signed to Formula One teams other than Lando. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a uh, McLaren tester, Nick de Vries. Yes. Uh, Haas development driver, Santino Ferrucci. Yes. Renault development driver, Artem Markelov. Mm-hmm. Force India reserve driver, Nicholas Latifi. Mm-hmm. A Ferrari driver academy member, Antonio Fuoco. Yeah. Now a lot of the you've, you've and got, Sean Galil, who yeah. uh, drove in some practice sessions for Toro and Rosso, has a lot of sponsorship from chicken. Kentucky Fried Chicken, yeah, um, which he's thing, now sharing around, which is nice because it's you should be bargain bucket probably a sponsorship, um, but you do kind of think that a lot of these development drivers are mainly developing a large a large bank uh, deficit as they develop the amount of money they pay the other company because I'm not I'm not really spying. Still a talent there, Tim, I'm honest. In fairness, I would... Th- though, Tim, I will bow to your far greater knowledge. I'm mm. not seeing this as a classic year for talent. It's hard to tell, though, because sometimes people come through and you get a you know a surprise push. I think we will get some surprises. I don't think it will be as easy for Lando as everyone expect. So, what, he's only going to win, what, 75-80% of the races then? Well, no, he's, 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 the reverse races are always, are always a lottery anyway. Yes. I, I would say maybe 40-50%. to 50%. But will he beat the poll, the poll record that uh, Zyla Leclerc got last last year? Possibly. There we are, you see. That's the key. That's, that's, let's give him a target, shall we? Will he be able to tur- has he developed enough strength in his upper arms and upper body to turn the steering wheel? That's, that's the big question. Now. Uh, what are the teams going to find difficult this year? Well, it's GP2 teams. Yes. Uh, new cars. New cars, indeed. Uh, it's uh, been built by Delara. <laughs> this surprise. Uh, what? Hang on. Why are they going to find them difficult? It's a racing set, car. Set them up. Yes, but the last Delara chassis, the one that they've been using since 2011... It was from 1926. <laughs> uh, they have seven oh, seasons worth of data on it. Yeah. So you have to guess how to set them up. Um, this Why? Because they're not allowed different. to go testing. They are very restricted in testing because uh, they're not allowed to run their engines outside of official tests, and there are only two official tests pre-season. Well, they could put somebody else's engine in it if they like could find it. someone with an engine that would fit. Yeah. Right, okay. Or they could do filming days. No, they can't. Okay. They could push it down a hill. They could push it down a hill. Without the engine in it. Without the engine running. Yes, exactly, but with the weight of the engine in. They can put it in a wind tunnel. They could tow it behind something. It's a racing car, for goodness sake. You know how to set it up. Uh, Really? What's what's the engine, Nick? It's a big thing in the back that makes a noise and pushes you forward. It is a mechachrome. What size? That's not important right now. 3.4. It is 3.4 litres. V6 turbo. Uh, produces 620 horsepower and can do 0 to 62 in 2.9 seconds, that's which is 100 kilometers. And that's not important anyway, because they only they're only doing 0 twice in a race, which is a pit stop and the start of the race. And the in one of the races, any they pit stop. is about actually once you're rolling. So it's like you know, much more important. We bought 30 or 50 to How long is it since Megachrome produced an engine for um, Junior Formula Team? Well, they had made one last year, obviously. And how did that go? Uh, it was pretty good. It was fairly reliable. It went up, wasn't and down, it? up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. Yes. 
Mm. Uh, Mechachrome have produced the GP2 engines and F2 engines since 2005, and uh, there haven't been and there who was one season. Now? Is it still Flavio Briatore? Doubt it. And Bernie Eccleston? No, they're out of that one now, aren't they? Who is it? John seems like he knows who owns it, isn't it? <laughs> no, he's like perplexed, but he doesn't know who owns it. Oh, no, I'll, I'll stick that. I'll stick that out. Are you kidding me? Is that the football score? Is it three 0 already? It can't Nearly be. half time. Is it three 0 already? I didn't put it on tonight deliberately because I was going to watch it later. Um, I will put it out to the collective at Speculatement. Who is the owner of Mechachrome? Do you know? Yes, I do know. Well, tell me then. No, well, you can oh, use Google a well-known it. search site. I'd spec your team in. I'm trying to get our numbers up. Oh, right, okay. Um, <laughs> do, you know, do you know my reach over the weekend? 3.4 million. About 3.4 million reach on Facebook. Did the you? Well yeah. done. Also, also, best motor race I've to seen F2, in years. please? Oh, my God, it is 3-0. Yeah, Benevento 3, Hellas Verona 0 in yes, Serie A. Very good. Very good for finding... Another game which was 3-0. Yes, very good, Tim. That was absolutely <laughs> superb. Earlier in the Israeli Premier League, Benayou Huda 3, Hapoel Haifa 0. That's a shocker, that. That's not yes, going to do Hapoel Haifa. Haifa. I'd have expected to do better than that. I, I would have. Uh, that's not going to help their chances for the championship. Um, back, meanwhile, back in F2. Uh, they have DRS. Oh, really? Yes. What, what, in case, well, well, they didn't have problems getting past without it. Well... Frankly, though, if it bounces outside leg stump, really, you know, you should be able to see that. Uh, and they have Pirelli well, we see, tyres. Well, we see car tampering. Pirelli tyres, uh, but from 2016. Well, all of them. They're all rusty. They're two years old. And buffed up with sandpaper, apparently. Well, that is, but it's ball tampering again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to know about uh, Formula 2? How much do you like it? Are you still a massive fan? Not as fan? much as I used no, to. No, you see? No, I thought so. I, you know, this would be the, the biggest weekend of the year a few years ago for Tim, the, the, the opening, the opening of Division yes. 2, and now it's like... Pfft. I'd have been there. Well, actually, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't have gone to Bahrain for it, but if it was somewhere sensible, like Imola, that's where they should be starting their season. Mm. Well, Bahrain's easy to get to. So is Imola. Although less easy now that you can't fly direct to Forley, you have to go to Bologna. I, I would think Bologna it's actually easier for you to fly to to Bahrain, unless you could fly from City to. Um, you can fly Italy. from City to Bologna. Well, okay. I'd have to change in Amsterdam to or Frankfurt to go to Bahrain. Would you like well, a not from Heathrow? Would you like a Mechachrome fact? Come on then. Mechachrome assembled Renault engines for the Red Bull Racing Team and won the championship in 2010, 11, 12 and 13. Yes, we knew. Yes, that. we knew. Yeah, but we hadn't said it out loud, have we? All oh, right, but that doesn't mean we didn't know. Well, all right, so you're saying that every one of the 100,000 people listening to this podcast knew the answer to that. I, hang on. Why has nobody tweeted me who owns Mechachrome yet? Well, I know who it is now. Either nobody's listening or nobody knows. I think everybody's watching the footy. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have teased what? them with well, the all the people from, from other countries are watching uh, a parochial football match being played in Liverpool. It's European Champions League quarter-final. I think there'll be a lot of people watching. First leg. There won't be a decent overhead kick, will there? Uh, that was all right yesterday, but it wasn't the best I've seen. I anyway, so who owns Metacrow? Arnaud de Punda. And it's part of whose group of companies now? Uh, it's a conglomerate. Mm. 
Doesn't say which conglomerate it is. Who is the conglomerate? Oh, thank you very much. Biscuits are done. I, I think it's part of Omrock. Do you? I think you might be right. Oh, okay. I think we've had this conversation before about Omrock. I think I said it before, and if I keep saying things, they tend to come true. Like, stop it. FIAWEC race on Friday. I do. Sorry, I'm ha- hearing a slight tinge of gloating here. Ah, oh, sorry. I, I, sorry, I'll turn the gloat factor down. The FIA World Motorsport Council has not met. Really? Since when? Since, Since March the 9th, when they had their last meeting. Is, right. this, is this their exciting uh, leap into have, the future? They have sent out a lot of, uh, or made a lot of decisions, and. Uh, told everyone about those decisions today, mm-hmm. uh, starting with one about the uh, World Endurance Championship Super Season. What about the Super Season? Uh, some amendments have been made have there? to the uh, provisional uh, details previously issued about the race taking place in Sebring. Nobody could have foreseen that. That's, it's nobody. Literally a surprise to all of Everybody us. was surprised at that. Sitting what around. face are you wearing, John? I'm not my national <laughs> surprised face. Not my FIA Endurance Championship <laughs> surprised face. So, can, we- I just, can I just say, and, and I'm going to put this out there, mm-hmm. that when that news came across my, my computer at about what, half four, I suppose, about You thought, oh about God, hang on, be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I thought, John is going to be insufferable. And you know what? I'm absolutely right. <laughs> Our own, our own Twitter account from um, at RSL underscore Studios got. Oh no, it's Weber to Porsche all over again. Which I remind you was my story, not yours. It was well, your no, story. No, Good point. no, no. In fairness, we had covered it the previous September from a, a source in Australia, but you gave us the second credible source as the cars were on the warm-up lap at the uh, at the WEC at Silverstone. You actually came into my ear and said, second credible source, we can confirm it now. I remember that distinctly. And I did say, I've just had it confirmed from London. <laughs> the whole of London. Is, for is all of London. Around. All yes. London's turned round. But of course, that wasn't happening because if it had been happening... Then Andrew Benson would have known about it. Oh, I was just going to say the Formula One press pack. But if you're going to mention Andrew Benson, the BBC's Formula One correspondent... Um, then, you know, that's fine. He's still sore about that. Right turn lover says, is being a Renault F1 development driver actually notable? Surely everyone not associated to any other F1 drivers are Renault drivers by default. (laughs) That is true. Mm. Just just that he's actually writing a cheque saying Renault F1 Sport, lots of cash, to stand at the back and occasionally drive the car. Right turn lover has returned to the ironing. Yes. Uh, Please don't try to tweet with the ironing. The uh, FIA has also uh, made an announcement. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go back. Oh, sorry. We haven't actually announced anything. It's on Friday. (laughs) Really? Is it on Friday? Yes. Okay. Is it Friday from the afternoon into the evening by any chance? That's right, yes. Oh, wow. How shop it. And and, uh, it's a nice length as well. Uh, Well, I've heard that before, actually. Is it it not the, the somewhat odd... And arbitrary, <laughs> and pointless, and rather too long. Excessive. <laughs> Excessive was the word I was looking for. Fifteen hundred miles that was being touted, pre-announced, launched. No, no, I've got by to do the next word. You've never done that. <laughs> when, when did we? 
When did anyone actually ever say 1,500 miles? Because I thought they said 1,500 kilometres. No, no, it was 1,500 miles as agreed by the FIA World in, uh, the FIA World Council. Why would the FIA World Motorsport Council ever do anything in miles? Uh, because that's what the FIA, WEC and Gerard Nouveau asked for. in America, they no. wanted to do it in miles. Yes. And they wanted it to be longer than the 12 hours of Sebring. And it couldn't be the 12 hours of Sebring because the There's 12 hours of Sebring... So how far, sorry, so how far did they go? How 1,500 did they miles go would be quicker than 12 hours, though. It would be about... Unless you had a lot of safety cars. If you had no safety cars, it would be about 12 hours and 10 minutes. And that's what it was worked out at. But as soon as you start putting safety cars in, it would have been longer. But a thousand uh, miles is a great idea. Was that, that's what eight and a half hours, isn't it? Uh, it's a thousand miles or eight hours, whichever comes oh, right, the quickest. They are, they are... So it is a bit of Petit Le Mans, actually. So they're, thousand, so yeah. they're using the old uh, IMSA um, and ALMS a thousand miles or ten hours, it used to be at, at Road Atlanta, but it's a bit quicker at Sebring. So it's a thousand miles or eight hours. So it will start in the afternoon and go into the evening. The old thousand kilometres uh, uh, that they used to run in World Endurance Championship yes. uh, got to about five hours twenty in uh, some circuits, didn't they? We've done a thousand mile race before. Can you? Can anybody remember where it was? Yes, it was in Adelaide. No, that was not a WEC race. No, it wasn't. It was a WEC that was an illness. There was. And it caused absolute nightmare. Oh, the double pointy thing, wasn't it? Where Correct, because oh. nobody read the regular. And was Gerard Navo. Was it Fuji? Gerard Navo had a really important part in that race, although something that he probably doesn't want to remember. Oh, he were, hit the green all lights the, all a the lap. The hit each other. He hit the green light a lap before he was meant to, and wiped out a lot of new Porsches. Mm. He doesn't drive a Porsche. Still doesn't drive a Porsche. Not likely to drive will. a Porsche either. Never will. So basically, we, we and it was a thousand miles. From um, uh, and uh, because it was points uh, and a half or two points. Yeah, it went to one and a half times points. And they, yeah, they let everyone drop around, which they weren't allowed to before, did they? They gave it. They they, they put a round drop or an extra round drop in. Yes, but there was a, there was something odd about that that it went longer than. It went longer than a thousand miles, a uh, thousand kilometres rather, and that's why. Wasn't it, it a so, time limit? I yeah, it was a time limit. Went over the time limit and then got more Correct. points. Correct. It was a six-hour race and it went across Eight that. Hours. And Audi won, and it was it had been written in bright red in the regulations, and none of the team managers bothered to read it. No, I can't believe that would ever happen. Mm. And I was there with Graham Tyler. Oh. Doing the commentary, I seem to remember. He knew the regulations. He did read the regulations, and so did I, because I'd read them, because that's the sort of thing that we do on planes or in car journeys. Some of us watch the movies or listen to the eclectic music selections that uh, are curated by airlines. <laughs> yes. Um, Cher Adam tells me Sebring this year was 1,286 miles and 57... Sorry, 1,286.57 miles. For the in twelve hours. In twelve hours. So they're doing a hundred miles an hour. Yeah, pretty much. Eighty miles an hour, yeah. Well it obviously depends on yellow flags, especially in the States where the yellow flags are longer. Mm-hmm. Uh so the other FIA announcement today, uh by the way, Matt Fernandez says Mechachrome is owned by three shareholders, Ace Management, BPI <laughs> France and a Quebec 
Ace Quebecois. management. That's the best thing they could come up with. Yeah. A Quebecois <laughs> workers fund. It was rumoured to be for sale at the back of end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I can't afford it. Do you want it? Go on then. Uh, World Rally Championship Power Stage has new rules. Go on then. Tell me what they are. Because uh, teams were playing uh, around and uh, although they were following the letter of the rules... Not necessarily the spirit of the rules. What, really? Motorsport people not following the spirit of the rules? I can't believe it. Shocking. Uh, There's only rules in motorsport. There's no spirit of the rules. There's just rules. What happens... uh, That's true in most things, John. What happens uh, when you get to the start of a rally stage, John, as I'm sure you've been rallying? You stop. Mm -hmm. You take a time. Someone yes. counts you down with a hand. Five, no, four, you see, three. And no, the, the, time you, the time you take, how is that allocated? Well, there's two times that you take. There's the into the stage, and then the time that you're in the start of the stage is dead time. So you've got a time that you've got to have completed the road time, mm-hmm. and then you get in, and then you are allocated a start time dependent usually on your start position. And if you are in the top whatever, you'll normally get a two-minute gap to the next one. Everybody else gets a one-minute gap. If you arrive late, what happens? If you... Uh, well, if you arrive late into the in-control of a start of a stage, then, depending on how late you get, you get time penalties. If you are very late, you can be disqualified from the stage. Uh, you also uh, get put further down the order. Uh, you can do. If you're a seeded driver, that tends not to happen. Uh, you can try and get your time back at that point. If you can fit in in front. If so you, the issue here was Because it's that dead time once you get... As soon as you clock in, that basically... Yes, the clock has stopped until yes, you start. Until until you start again, yeah. The time the time that you're sitting around waiting to start is dead time. That, that doesn't count. So the issue here is that uh, front-running cars were deliberately turning up late so that they'd miss the uh, slot they were supposed to be in and go further down when the conditions on the road would be better. Correct. So that you're not sweeping the stage, as it's called, for somebody else. Yes. Following an e-vote by the World Motorsport Council... Stop! Stop! Stop right there! A what? They don't use faxes anymore. You have to download an app and press a button. Hang on, is that because Bernie's gone? They've sold out the faxes? It's all wrong? This is a nightmare. New competitors were saying that they were unable to source fax machines. They still make them in, in Japan. They're still popular. I can sell anybody. I've got two or three here if people want them. They're only £2,500 each. You also actually don't need an actual machine, you know, don't you? You can send you a fax, fax emulator. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, but I think the whole... I'm just... This, this, this launch into the 1990s with an Evo, it's a nightmare. It's terrible. It's going to pop. Where is motorsport going, eh? So now they have to download an app and vote using the app. Right. Right. And then I take it to Cambridge Analytics to get all their, their data then. Mm-hmm. And you have to vote within a certain time. Otherwise right. it's not counted and you may still be charged. <laughs> and now I have the votes for the Belgian jury. Uh, so following this e-vote, competitors who do not start the power stage in the given order will not be eligible for points. Oh. As per Article 5.3.2 of the FIAWRC what Sporting Regulations. Like? This will take place with immediate effect for safety reasons. What safety reasons? No, that's their catch-all. That's it. The FIA can do anything 
without referring to anybody if it's for safety reasons. Nick is correct. Is that a bit like saying if you're a government? Uh, it's national security. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. Do you remember they... what you were saying earlier about the two-minute gaps and the one-minute gaps? Yes. Well, because people were turning up late and they had a finite amount of time because Power Stage is on live television, remember, they were having to shrink the gaps and they believed that that was unsafe. No. Ah, uh, okay. Allegedly. No, Allegedly. no, but that, do you know what, though? You can't fault that logic on that. No, that, that. That's pretty good. They have found a bigger loophole than the people who had found the, the loophole. Who found the original loophole. Yeah, you see, that's okay. And now wait for the next loophole to re-loop that loopy-doop-doop. Uh, I hope you're impressed with my knowledge of um, you've done yes. I've, I have I have been I've once very nearly uh, <laughs> disqualified Carlos Sainz from a world championship rally because of his tardiness and bad attitude and inability <laughs> to speak Spanish <laughs> no he was the uh, was he waving a lot was his coat of waving a lot no, his co-driver, Lewis Moyer, was lovely, and that was the only reason I left him in the rally. Did he have a broken wing mirror? No. Were his tyres... Uh, was he texting had a tread and driving? Depth of no, less there, than there was 1. no texting and driving. It was 1957. <laughs> was, he, was he writing a play with a quill whilst driving? He was, but that was fine, because he, he was holding the steering wheel with his knees while he was, was he doing that. Was he drinking a lovely glass of Tio Pepe, one of the finest drinks from his region? No, not Other while he was driving, available. Uh, no, that would have been ridiculous. Sorry, I've just got off on hand. I do apologise. Um, no, he had arrived very late and was asking for a minute that had already gone on the in-control to a stage. I was quite happy to give him whatever minute he wanted to get into the stage and start competing, but the minute that he wanted had already gone. And he was giving me uh, quite a lot, and he was actually sounds, into... That actually sounds like the, the plot synopsis of a, of a Doctor Who episode. The minute had already gone. I was happy to give him the minute, but not the minute had already gone. Yeah, indeed. Hmm. You, could, you could be the next Doctor, obviously, if you're a woman. No, the common one's a woman. They need to switch back to a man next time. Oh, no, they've, no, no. Hey, this BBC, they, got, they, got, they need they've a never had. They've never had a slightly overweight Mackham. I feel that we are a underrepresentative. You are absolutely realistically. Are you still you... slightly overweight? Yeah, yeah. I need to lose another five to seven kilos. The amendment to the regulations will help avoid intentional late check-in, which increases the gaps between competitors, helps minimise the movement of spectators when no cars are running, and prevents behaviour aimed at circumventing the start order of the power stage. I yeah, love no. the way you gave the emphasis of the power stage bit there, Tim. That's excellent. Mm. You actually gave it some power. It's the power stage. Mm. So that is... Uh, is that the news? Rallying. Okay. Um, that actually was quite good rallying news for once. Do you know what? I was actually interested in that. I could tell. <laughs> I was engaged and interested. Nicholas was engaged and interested in the lesson this time. Yes. You, did, <laughs> you didn't notice the... Uh, me trying to get you into a round of word for word from I'm sorry, I haven't a clue there, but Alan Prosser did. did. Alan yes. Prosser did too. Yes, very good. Monica Crescent next, anybody? Uh, uh, Bethnal Green, please. Wembley. Hangar Lane. Oh, very good. Oh, yeah. Very good. Thank you. Earl's Court. We're going to be doing some sports car news later on when uh, Graham Goodwin has uh, been able to charge himself. I'm going to go difficult Hoban. Are you? Tottenham Court Road. Really? Yes. You can't change onto the central line at Tottenham Court Road at the moment. You are aware of that. 
Yeah, oh, but... oh, 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 there we are, you see. Okay. No, um, I'll, st- I'll stay with that. I'll go to Green Park, then. A bit obvious, obviously. Mm-hmm. Tim? Uh, can I go to uh, Canada Water? DLRing. He's DLRing. He's just bringing in the new rules. <sighs> well, he's, you know, he's that era. Yeah, Canning Town. true. <laughs> Stratford East. You're not going to trap me over there. Okay. Okay. Canada Water is also on the Jubilee line. Yeah, but actually the stations are. I actually went down, and they're not actually together. You can't walk. You have to. Can I change? Clock can in I and change clock out. mine? Not really, because that would okay. change mine. Okay, fine. Okay. What, sport, what sports card news have we got? Uh, but we'll be doing that when we're joined by Graham Goodwin in the second hour oh, of the okay. show. Do you want Shea, by the way? I do time? want Shea, yes. When would you like Shea? Uh, soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. We'll come back to that Monic and Crescent round in just a moment. Because we want Shea soon. Okay. Okay, we <laughs> see can... what your, your wife has just written. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. We're, we've, been, we've been officially reprimanded for being far too British. <laughs> Look I'm it up, sure everybody. that foreigners play Mornington Crescent. Oh, but probably, on their own, Bradley. But probably the, with their own, their own tube networks. Joe Bradley still just doesn't understand it. Really? Yeah. That's he did. It, it is, uh, in a way, uh, unfortunate that Joe Bradley isn't with us tonight. Really? Because our next story falls the into the uh, things were so much better in the past news. Ah, oh, and he is our nostalgia correspondent. He is top-tastic nostalgia, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, what a lot of emails I've just suddenly arrived. Uh, because <coughs> it's 50 years uh, this week since the death of double Formula One world champion... I am so pleased you mentioned this. Jim Clark. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, mm-hmm. the Jim Clark Trust, Club Lotus, Live Borders and Chernside Common Good Association are all coming together to welcome visitors to the Scottish Borders uh, to celebrate plans for the new Jim Clark Museum. And they'll be groundbreaking. They will be groundbreaking this weekend. No, there will actually be ground being broken. They're breaking the ground with the JCB. That will be on Saturday at 11am. Listen, if you are in the north of England, south of Scotland, or you can get there... There's no charge to be there. Go there. There's a huge amount of stuff. And just go and put a few quid in. Throw you, mm. throw yourself at it. It is a fan. You know, we've championed this cause on this programme for some time. There are enough... This is going to sound really bad. There are enough local museums celebrating people who really... Nah. Let's have our own local museum celebrating someone really great. No, well... <laughs> yeah, I mean... <sighs> I'm, I'm a bit. My wife will say that I'm a bit funny when it comes to arty farty stuff because I say there's no such thing as art. I'm waiting for the shout from next door. Hang on, you showed me a picture today which you say gave you goosebumps because you thought it was so good. That was from Neil Gardner. But you still, that's still art, isn't it, Jonathan? (laughs) It's what we're doing right now, not art. No, not even close. Oh no, God no. (laughs) No. 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 Uh, also on Saturday, uh, the Jim Clark Anniversary Exhibition is open at Chernside Hall. That's open on Sunday as well. Uh, there is a classic Team Lotus uh, display. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a commemoration service at Chernside Church in Chernside on, uh, at 3pm. Do you know what? I'm free on Sunday. And, and I am tempted to just get up early and jump in the car and drive up. I really am. It's a nice day. It'd be a nice run. Mm. 
And the Jim Clark Museum, of course, is open all weekend. Is it? Yes. At Dunn's. The At current Dunn's. one. The current one, yes. Ooh. Good save. Um, honestly, I think it is a, a cracking project. Mm-hmm. And we've spoken about it before. And uh, I think if you can support it, do support it. They've got some lottery funding for it. Uh, and, you know, it's all good. The new museum will open uh, next year. Yeah. They've done a really good job. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're not able to get to Duns or that area on Churnside, uh, there are some other events uh, later this year that you might be able to attend. Right. Go then. Uh, the, the Argyle, Argyle Festival, Festival of Performance, performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, is on the 2nd and 3rd of June. I have an echo at the moment. Uh, is that the local Argyle paper? Okay. Uh, that's on the second uh, and third of June. The Goodwood Festival of Speed is the twelfth to the fifteenth of July, right. and on the twentieth to twenty-second of April is the Hockenheim Jim Clark Revival. Hmm. A little bit dark, but keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, all the events coming up. Cool. Excellent. Uh, and uh, we now have Shea on the line. Hello, Shea Adam. Hello, John. Say, so, yeah, Hello, John Hayler. Yes. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well. Um, <laughs> I have no idea why um, what we are we're getting you on for at the moment, and I know that you can't hear Tim at the moment, so this is going to be a bit difficult. Ooh. Um, oh boy. So um, uh, fantastic. Um, uh, it's uh, 10 minutes to the half-time break here. You're listening to Midweek Motorsport 1313. Uh, and Tim will now tell me what he wants to ask Shea. He's typing. Uh, so, uh, what oh. Pablo Montoya to miss the Indy 500? Yeah, and I actually had a chat with Juan about this back in February at the Sebring Test. Uh, he was saying that he had a couple options open, but he didn't want to run if it wasn't going to be with Penske because if he was to go out there and beat his everyday team, that wouldn't exactly make them look good and it wouldn't make him look good in the long run because that's his ride or die effectively. So he will not be taking part in the Indy 500 this year, which is a shame, the two-time winner, but he is getting a shot at Le Mans, so everything sort of balances out a bit for JPM. Okay, um... Is there nothing else, though, for him out there? I mean, you know, he's a big name. Surely he would be expecting uh, someone, you know, to give him a drive. No, no, no. He had offers. It was just the idea of running against his team, which is Penske. Uh, They didn't have a car available for him this year, and he didn't want to go out there and do it with somebody else. He's, He's very much committed to the Penske organization running in the U.S., and when he goes over to Le Mans, he's not going to be racing against them. So that's the big difference maker for him. He did have offers, though, that he did turn down. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., also not considering the Indy 500. <laughs> although apparently he's going there as a spectator, isn't he? That's what I've heard, yeah. And uh, I'm not surprised about this. Dale Jr., who has made it very clear that his uh, days of racing should be lessened once he becomes a father. And uh, he and Amy, I think, are due... Oh, man, within the next seven weeks. So he's going to be having a baby girl. Uh, he will not be doing but the He's not, though. actually. Amy is. Amy he, is, yeah. He did his <laughs> bit some point. time ago. 
<laughs> very good point. Although I'm sure he's going to be changing a lot of dirty diapers. Uh, he's very, very excited about the prospect of becoming a father and has always said that he didn't want to be racing while he had kids. So this is definitely something that is not unexpected, let's say. But there was something online earlier about him uh, having pretty sore feelings towards Kevin Harvick because Harvick said in an interview that he didn't understand why Junior was so popular, only winning nine races in a team with ten over the course of 10 years. So we know that uh, Dale's still thinking a lot about racing, even if he's not driving the car himself. Um, this is possibly the most bizarre thing I've asked on uh, this program. Do you know I doubt that. what Capo Tassana is? Um, an infectious disease? No, no, I don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, it's it's pigeon posture, actually. Uh, uh, hello. Or wheel pose. This is this is right up your avenue, Nick. Would you like me to get? Uh, should we just Skype my wife? She would be able to tell you exactly what's going on. It's something from <laughs> the camels, yoga teacher I that she is. Um, uh, why are we worried about that? Uh, it, it opens in, and increases the flexibility of the hips. Oh, it's Ashtanga. Okay. Uh, right, it's, yeah. uh, while yeah. strengthening the backs and stretching the thighs and the groin. It, it's a hip often, o- it's a hip o- like often referred to as pigeon pose. It's a pigeon. Huh. I do like a bit of um, of uh, <laughs> stranded tree. Do you? And downward dog. Upward I don't, dog. I don't do warrior either, one, downward warrior dog. two. No, no. I, I we'll get like you the doing tree. crane soon, Heidi. Don't worry. I do. I quite like getting in and out of a GT4 car. Actually, that's not a yoga <laughs> pros. That's just doing it. It's unlikely. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Why have you asked that, Tim? What Capo Tansana is? Uh, because USA Today think that it's newsworthy that uh, Danica Patrick uh, is uh, still striving for it. No, Danica Patrick has written a very, very good book about getting into shape. And if you've seen Danica Patrick... She's quite in shape. She is very in shape. Yeah. She's worked very she hard. she can't do Capo Tassana. Oh, can she not? No. Well, if, if Danica can't do it, there's no chance of me doing it then. <laughs> well, I'll do it. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, I will, I, unfortunately, my wife's away at the moment. She's up in Scotland with her parents. But when she comes back tomorrow, I will ask her, can you do Capo Tassana? And I'll see what it looks like. Can and you she... ask her to photograph you doing it, Nick? Yes, that will, I will have. I will. I will do Capitosana tomorrow at some point. What? What is the most unlike? I'm, I'm sorry. This breaks away from completely <laughs> what we're talking about, and I apologise for this, but it has been one of those shows already. <laughs> the most unlikely thing came up whilst I was in Australia at the weekend. I was sitting in Luke Bell's house, and Luke <laughs> was going through a few videos of, and you know he's a big Toyota mm. fan. Yeah. And there was a video shot underneath the two wind tunnels at Toyota in Cologne. Right. And guess which car was featured in it? Would it be the road going GT1? Yes. And guess what came up then? Can't get out of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got in it, all right. But then I think I think you know you know what what would pose would that be? <laughs> be the Capitasana. Well, I don't know, but I I I will get I will literally. Everyone can wait for the tweet either tomorrow or the day after. I will do Capitasana. I think I think Rachel should come round. I've got me yoga mat. You have. You yeah. do. And you and have I, a free lesson you owned as well from about well, two Well, I think she ago. should teach me how to do Capitasana. Well, if, if Danica can't do it and she's been doing it for a long time, obviously I'm all the complicated she's not ones. Trying hard enough. No, that's very true. That's she's very not true. Trying hard enough. What's your favourite position in yoga, Shay? Uh, corpse. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Is that is that at the end? 
I used to, I I did I did the uh, the it's loyal. It's quite the beginning for most people. Yeah, I did the loyal and uh, and loving uh, husband thing. Went along to a few of um, Rachel's lessons, and she said, uh, "Yeah, I said, what do you think about?" It? I said, "Well, he said that was a bit long for my attention span, but I really like the bit at the end where you just do relaxation with your eyes shut. That's great." Ah. <laughs> I was very good at the relaxation bit. Exactly. The 45 minutes before of moving about, it's nah, the best part. not so much. Uh, one big bent leg out front with the shin perpendicular parallel to the front of the mat, the other leg stretched out straight behind, body held upright, the back foot may be held in a no. hand or in the crook of the elbow. The chest may also be can, folded over the front leg. Can I leg. Point this, bring this back to, to motor racing? If you yes. go onto the Wikipedia page you're on, that lady at the top looks like a halo device. And we really do adore her. <laughs> uh, pretty Intense is... Not Pretty in Pink. Pretty Intense is Danica's book. Yeah. And thoroughly, thoroughly recommend... That would be good for your missus, mate. That would be nice, uh, Prezi. She wouldn't her. know who she was. No, it doesn't matter. She could... I read lots of books where I don't know who the author is. <laughs> yeah, but not... Fair enough. I, I read Most lots of books. Most of them are not biographies. Oh. I, read, I read lots... It's not a biography. It's, it's a, a fitness book. Fitness book. Um, I, uh, I read lots of books where I don't know what the words mean. Frankly, well, most of them. Anyway, moving we're on. Very good with those Topsy and Tims. Uh, John, I. Mark and Lauren are my favourite too. Oh, don't. I went John, to the I just of that. tried to. Go ahead, uh, I, I just tried to do that that you were describing, and the only word I can say is ow. Okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Did you keep your elbows together? Yeah, no. That's the key. <laughs> can you can you unwind yourself again in time for the next IMSA race? <laughs> well, that's a fair point, well made. It's not that far away. Maybe. <laughs> What else do we? What do, else do we have for a shit team? <laughs> uh, there's been uh, quite a lot of uh, April Fools jokes around IndyCar ah. as well, haven't there? Ah, yes, IndyCar April Fools shit. Actually, a lot of April Fools coming through. Uh, Graham Goodwin, we will bring this up with him. He's trying to. Uh, where did the rest of those biscuits go? Uh, they fell on the floor into my mouth. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you had several beforehand. I had two. I'm helping yourself. You said you How many were there? Six. Eleven. There were no, it wasn't. No, it was not a profiterole situation. All right. Okay. Uh, Graham Goodwin is trying to claim <laughs> that at least one of the stories that he ran was uh, was actually true. I'm not sure about that. He did, he went crazy for. He it, always for, does. He like, always does. The other way, go. All right. You, you've done eleven, Graham. That's enough now. Marshall Pruitt. One. Marshall <laughs> Pruitt nearly killed the internet with Andy Blackmore's halos. Everybody yeah. had a halo, actually. Yeah. We really do adore her. Um, and uh, that was a very good one with an Andy Blackmore uh, illustration of a halo on a um, prototype. Uh, what were the what were the IndyCar um, the IndyCar April Fools shared that you did you see any of them? One of, the, oh. one of the greats coming back to do the Indy 100 this year, oh, and hang on, it hang was um, Al Hunter Jr. Oh, Al Hunter Jr. coming back to. Right, let's uh, see if we, let's see if we can get Shea back because it was just a little bit um, awful there for a moment. So let's see if we can get it back. Al Hunter Jr. coming back to the Indy 500 was good. I like the. Um, I have to say, I quite like the Jordan Taylor uh, starting his own team up as well, which, yes. was an, which was an Inza one. That worked quite well. Yeah, that one was good. The one about the uh, GTLM cars doing the race uh, at Sebring. Oh, doing I the, mich- doing the Michelin uh, Encore race un- oh, unfettered. Yes. Unbopped. Unbopped. Yeah, that unfettered. Would, but the, the only way that works is if you swap around the drivers so that they have no allegiance to the car. 
I like that. <laughs> I did like that as well. Yeah. Uh, by the yeah, way, that uh, was funny. Describing um, what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Uh, describing um, what did we call that? I've, I've forgotten already. Uh, what we called that yoga move. Uh, Pigeon pose. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Declan Brennan says, it isn't yoga, it's the jackpot move in Twister. That's fantastic. Ip Wozniak says, do GTE cars still need yellow headlights in FIA WEC? Has that been axed for this year? I don't know if that was an April fool or not, but I quite like that. There's a few things that uh, looked like April Fools, but weren't. Right. Axel. Axel what? Rose. Nick, who is Axel? Oh gosh, no. Yes. Oh dear. He's the new hip mascot for F1. Oh my god. Oh, uh, this is Liberty just getting it totally wrong. It is. It is the same meeting. It's the same meeting after a very heavy lunch and possibly far too much libation. You know, they managed to get rid of a lot of them, and, uh, oh, no, no. But they're going to, he's going to be launched at the, um, uh, is, is, is it the China, is it, it's China street um, demonstration, isn't he? And he's going to be there. You're not allowed street wheels. demonstrations in China. I think, I think you'll find out that that will be stamped out with tanks. And more importantly, you wouldn't even be able to search for it on the Chinese internet no. either. That that could get very nasty. Well, that could be the shortest ever mascot ever run over by a tank in a yeah. street demonstration in China. Yeah. Oh, too soon. It, it was, was 1989. It was 27 Jay. years ago. Mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Still to come. Uh, it's uh, it's a jingle. Shall we? Would you like to hear some of my experimental avant-garde poetry? No. Okay then, it's midweek motorsport and still to come. Uh, Graham Goodwin will be joining us in the second hour of tonight's programme. This is uh, this show is avant-garde. Don't mind the rest of it. It really is not poetry because that would be art, and that doesn't exist, obviously. Uh, spec at Specutainment if you want to get in touch with us, please. Uh, we'll have a bit more from Shea after this jingle. Uh, Graham Goodwin will join us as I say. Nick Damon stays with us, and Tim Gray uh, up in London. And I have no idea where this show is going tonight. Um, might have to get the guitar out later on and have a little bit of um, a bit of a sing-song. Possibly the only way we can get out of this with any kind of decor. No, what am I saying? Uh, you listening to Midweek Motorsport. It's Series 13, Episode 13. Well, you knew it wasn't going to be a standard one, didn't you? Stay tuned for the second hour, part of the Radio Show Limited network of channels. Midweek Motorsport on RS1. Uh, so, we have still have Shea, yes. and if I fade this one up here, we should also have Graham Goodwin, who's in the south of France. Hello, Graham. Hello there. Oh, ho, ho, ho. the technology works. Absolutely uh, love that. Uh, we'll get to Graham in a moment. Uh, final points for Shea, Adam, before we let her go. Uh, uh, let's talk about age discrimination. Age uh, discrimination. Yes. No. We got very serious all of a sudden again. Okay. Uh, which American racing driver uh, thinks that uh, old people are being badly treated? Uh, right, Shay. Which American racing driver thinks uh, old people are being badly treated? 
Um... <laughs> Mario Andretti. No, I don't know. Uh, Marco Andretti. I don't know. Brad Keselowski. Brad Keselowski, apparently. Why? He says the way that NASCAR oh, is marketing yeah. the next wave of stars uh, is uh, a form of... Is, uh, well, he doesn't like it. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, Brad's not exactly old, though, she, is he? No, he's not. Um, he's still considered... He's the oldest of the young guns. Let's put it that ah, way. He's not good. in the... Kyle Busch age range, but he's definitely not in the Joey Logano age range. Um, he's yeah, certainly I, not a. I don't know. Alex from, from him, Alex I would Bowman. see that as more facetious, but uh, from someone maybe like a Harvick or a Bush, I would take it a bit more seriously. Yeah, okay. Um, and. He Two. said uh, that they should have been doing it 10 years ago when he was a young driver. Oh, it's just sour grapes, isn't it? He didn't get the push he wanted. Yes. True that. Uh, one more for Shay before we get Graham up. I have no more for Shay. Oh, no more for Shay. Oh, Shay. Uh, so Shay, uh, we'll speak to you next week. Or uh, no, we will speak to you next week, and then it's the week. Yeah. Of, is that? Hang on. Are we in Long Beach well, next week? Yes, we are. We uh, I get in Tuesday, so I will definitely be speaking to you next week. <laughs> right. So, um, so for us, it'll be midday motorsport near enough, won't it? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be live from Long Beach, overlooking the start finish line next week. Shadow will be with me uh, for the Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix of Long Beach, uh, and Shadow will be with us for that. And I know you're looking forward to that massively, aren't you, Shay? Oh, very much. I've been eating lots of Bubba Burgers lately. Get I, ready. I have it. a question. <laughs> Yes, go on, Nick. No, it's a serious question. Yes. Bubba, in and out. Yes. Where do they fall? Uh, no, it's 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 not a chain. It's a sell-through. Okay. I'm right in saying that, Shay, aren't I? That yes. Bubba burgers you buy and cook them at home. You put them on the... Oh, right. You put oh, them on the BBQ. Oh, right. I see. Is that yeah, right, Shay? Exactly. Or in, in my case with the veggie burgers, you cook them on a stovetop with a little bit of olive oil and uh, makes a very nice dinner. I've heard they are very mm. good, the veggie burgers, actually. Mm. Oh, they're amazing. They're made with real vegetables. Gasp. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to uh, to Bill and Diane for us, and uh, we'll see you I in will. California next week. Yeah, sounds good. I'm off to babysit my nephew, so uh, I will uh, talk to you guys soon. Oh, uh, good luck with that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> God bless. Bye bye. She's Shea 22, Adam. by the way, her nephew. <laughs> the listeners out there. 22 and 38, the two nephews. Uh, excellent. Uh, Graham Goodwin joins us from the south of France. Evening, Graham. Good evening, everybody. Um, uh, was France on strike today? Uh, not our bit. We were in the car. So, uh, but uh, it seemed to be a remarkable number of trains going past us at remarkable speeds. But, but with nobody on them. Full. I guess there was nobody on them. It's only Tuesday and Friday that they're on strike, isn't it? Pardon? It's only Tuesdays and Fridays they're on strike. Yes, it is for the next three months. I gather. Yeah. That's when France play in the World Cup. Obviously, Tuesday if France if France get knocked out in the uh, in in the the group stages, it'll all be fine. It'll all be fine. They'll be back to work. It's not a problem. Uh, good as you're down in the France, the France, the France of South. You're t- see, absolutely. Sud de la France. Oui, le Sud de la France. Uh, pour le prologue. Pour le prologue de la WEC. Is there a is the Michelin Le Mans Cup actually having a race on the Elms weekend? Yes. 
Oh, okay. It's, it's not has on a the schedule. As well. It always does. And has a prologue. It, it has ha- its own prologue. I wasn't aware of that. No, neither was I. Yes, what day is that? Yes, yes. That's uh, so. We've got uh, two days. So tomorrow is effectively media day for the WEC. Mm-hmm. Following that, two days of track action with a thirty-hour test. Then we have what's laughingly called a day off. Um, <laughs> then after that, two <laughs> days, laughing. which just isn't. <laughs> Yes. yes. Uh, then two days of prologue for ELMS, yes. followed by a day of prologue for uh, Michelin Le Mans Cup. Another <laughs> day off. Day off. And then it's the ELMS race weekend. So Johnny Palmer will get there just in time for the Michelin Le Mans Cup prologue. He'll Johnny, be delighted. Just in time to miss all the really hard work. Yes. Uh, he's getting there on Tuesday night. Is he? Yes. All right. Okay. I've booked him a Leisure micro car. It's the smallest thing I could find. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I'm, hoping he doesn't, I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't get upgraded to a Peugeot 1 series. <laughs> um, uh, this, it's a bit bizarre, actually, taking over. Ah, hang on, though. Gerard Naveau used to be boss of uh, Circuit Paul Ricard. He did. So, so um, And we, we spoke about that earlier. Um, so he's just looking after his old mates, isn't he? Making sure that they get plenty of stuff in the off season. Are you there for two weeks then? Yes. Yes, we are. We drove down uh, last night to the charmingly named uh, little town of Arras. Uh, not quite, but nearly. But you can see uh, it from there. Yes, okay. Indeed. And, <laughs> it's uh, not the Arras end the, of the anywhere, the but yeah, okay. indeed. Uh, then drove down to uh, the lovely town of Avignon, which is where I'm speaking to you uh, to from now. Right. Uh, in, uh, Are you Sur Le Pont? Davignon. Pardon? Are you Sur Le Pont of Davignon? Uh, not, not, not so I can notice. Hang on, I'm you've taken quite three, straight. Hang on, you've taken three days to get to... No, 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 no. We left quite late yesterday evening. Right. Uh, pushed on for an hour out of Calais, cause we, because we have had some problems, of course, with... Uh, uh, customs and border controls at uh, Dover the last couple of days. So the sensible thing to do is push on down. So we covered about 550 miles today, and I've just had an excellent meal in a, uh, in a, in a city square in Avignon. Um, very lovely too. And at the moment, the boys are just uh, completing the last scribblings of the day after a manic day of news uh, before we push on tomorrow morning and we'll be at the circuit for just before 9am. We um so- sort of making light earlier on of the main WEC news, uh, which was not unexpected, uh, and in fact, you and I and our listeners have been well aware of this for some time. Um, it 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 has been a cause célèbre of mine to see race on Friday into the evening at Sebring, 22nd of March. Um, I got the nod from some of the WEC teams to say it would be on the Friday, mm-hmm. isn't it? The night it has been confirmed at that. And the 1,500 miles has gone. It's now 1,000 miles or eight hours. I mean, this is just absolutely sensible, uh, the way that this has gone through, because the the thought that anything else was going to be workable was frankly laughable, wasn't it? (laughs) Yes and no. I mean, I'm going to be be remorselessly fair here. Was Was it potentially workable? Yes, but not with the two-hour gap. Four-hour no. gap, maybe. But the thought, the, the, the point here, John, and you, and you, I think, not uniquely, but unusually will appreciate this, is for the likes of you and I, uh, moving from having worked in one regard for the 12 hours of Sebring to then going on to do 1,500 miles for WEC, 
I was worried about that a year in advance. Yeah. Uh, that was going to be really tough because the big difference between a course and people will say, yes, but you do the 24 hours of Le Mans. Well, I do actually get two hours sleep on the back seat of a car at 24 hours of Le Mans. Yeah. There's no time to do that in that time scale. So there are, there are a lot of practicalities. I'm very pleased that that meeting that happened during the Sebring 12 hours week, it happened on the Sunday, didn't it, after the race, with a very large contingent of LMEM, WEC, uh, ACO people, and, of course, the IMSA contingent came to some sensible conclusions. And it's game on. And the one thing I'd say as well, by the way, is what it does put the uh, the light to is those media operations that would say it would never happen at all. Correct. Uh, you were quite right. Uh, it was There was going to be a radical change. They were very clearly committed to actually doing this. It's an essential part of making this a world championship. And now we can push on. And from tomorrow, we start to get a bit more of a flavour of what the package is that we're going to see at Sebring in 2019 because there's a whole lot of new... And one of the best things, you've said it, I've said it, lots of the other guys have said it, we don't know about the way things are going to work this year. We don't know whether uh, Toyota are going to be five seconds up the road or 0.5 seconds up the road. We don't know. We don't know whether or not the cars that are coming to to, to kind of uh, measure themselves against Toyota are going to be quick and reliable, reliable but not quick or any combination of the above. So that's that's going to be great to see. And this beginning now, today was... Another day where we got more pieces of the jigsaw coming together. Yeah, and I'm reliably informed that the TV deal uh, for WEC and Le Mans in the States will be announced this week as well. That That's uh, widely trailed to have been uh, the Velocity Channel, part of um, the Discovery uh, network uh, more details coming through this week about what's going to happen uh, at Le Mans this week with the WEC TV team effectively um, staying together this year for the first time uh, and uh, doing the TV with uh, Martin and Alan um, doing the WEC TV and uh, although interestingly of course this Discovery uh, of Velocity uh, likely to take the Discovery, uh, excuse me, likely to take the Eurosport feed, which oh, yeah. won't be Martin, um, which which is quite that, funny. That, that will be. There will be an interesting reaction, I think, from the US, uh, the US fan base to that. Well, to Carlton Kirby, yes. Uh, but uh, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see just whether or not there's a cult following develops there for that one. Um, it's an important. It's an important part of the transition season for the WEC to regain uh, an, a, a, an American foothold um, since their deal with Fox ran out. And with two Le Mans involved in that, um, it is something that needs to be sorted and needs to be promoted to the American audience uh, quite quickly. Although, in, in fairness, obviously there's still there's still the app, um, but you know it, it's it's something that needs to be done, doesn't it? Well, look, it's a world championship. Uh, it's it is that transition year. You're quite right, and uh, you know with a dreadful pun. Uh, warning coming your way to Le Mans needs to go to to Le Mans and the, the reality reality is that without a US TV deal that wouldn't have been possible yeah. so let's wait and see how it is they, they plan to actually cover it uh, I happen to think there's going to be some good entertainment this year GT looks fantastic um, LMP2 with as we've discussed on the show before John 
um, some more variety both in chassis and in tyres and with a reasonable amount of depth to it as well. Looks good. GTM looks better than ever. And then there is the big unknown that is LMP1. And, you know, I don't think we're going to get all of those questions answered this week, but I think we're going to start to get some of them. Uh, and we're beginning at the moment to get names of the frames too. Um, of course, the the whole of this uh, uh, transition prologue, this super prologue, uh, mega prologue, I need to think of another thing that begins with a P um, for prologue, and uh, <laughs> ends up with an ELMS race. And news this week comes yes. through of additional cars into that ELMS race, over and above what is already a very strong entry. Well, it's going to be the biggest LMS entry ever, 45 cars, of which 19 are going to be LMP2 cars, wow. uh, which I think is the second biggest LMP2 grid ever outside of Le Mans, uh, Le Mans 24 Hours. So uh, happy to say that four of those cars will be cars staying over from the WEC prologue, uh, two in LMP2, two in GT, uh, two GTM cars will be staying on. Uh, so 45 cars, a great grid. It was already a really, really good grid with some very uh, good drivers and some great teams. And I think we're going to have some real opportunities for good racing in all three of the LMS classes. It's going to be a great week. Really it, looking forward to it. it. It it does make sense for some of those WEC teams because, you know, in a season where they've only got Spa six hours before Le Mans, then actually getting another four-hour race in is not the worst thing, is it? It's, it's a bit like the opposite used to happen with the ELMS teams all going to Spa to get a bit of practice in before they went to Le Mans. Yeah, we've got one. I mean, we've got one of the ELMS teams will indeed be at Spa for that Spa six hours. That's the G-Drive uh, TDS run car with uh, Jean-Luc Verne is, is slated in that car uh, with uh, Roman Rusinov. But yeah, you're right, it is the other way around. Uh, and for those that haven't caught up with the entry, we've got the... The TDS car, uh, Francois Perodo's car with Loic Duval and Mathieu Vazavier is coming along. So the full wet crew for that one. And two of the three wet drivers aboard the Signix Tech Alpine joining, rejoining, if you like, the uh, the LMS. Of course, a championship they've won twice in recent years. And in GTE, we've got the Spirit of Race car, Thomas Fleur's car will be there together with Francesco Castellacci, but no uh, Giancarlo Fisichella for the LMS race, but that's again a matter of just getting Thomas Fleur some extra seat time. And the Golf Racing UK team will be bringing their Porsche 911 RSR, another one of the new spec cars there with all three of their WEC drivers, again, in search of additional seat time with their brand new package. So lots to savour, isn't there? Yeah, very much so. A um, little bit of news uh, on Ferrari with the Le Mans crews being named, including Pete Durrani. Now, of course, he was with yep. Ford last year. He was, and it's uh, talking through this in terms of some of the kind of talking points ahead for WEC. Pepe becomes yet another driver, uh, and in fact, there are two of them um, in the, uh, the, the the three new drivers named for Ferrari in the the, the Le Mans crews that uh, will have contested WC races in Le Mans for two different GT factories. So Peter Peter Durrani um, attracting the attention of uh, the Ferrari guys, as indeed, by the way, is another ex-ESM driver, an ESM in the WC with uh, with Gino Venazzi mm. uh, coming on board. And the third new guy, and I don't think a massive surprise to anybody that, uh, that spoke to Daniel 
at uh, Seabury. But Daniel Serra uh, has uh, caught the eye of the Ferrari guys. Yet another guy who's actually uh, you know contested WC races, and in, in this case the W the uh, the Le Mans 24 Hours for two different factories. Because of course last year he was part of the race winning Aston Martin racing team. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Now, so what is where does that leave Ford? Do we already know who's going to replace people this year at, at Le Mans for Ford? Uh, we've got the names, and you know what? You've caught me out. It's, no, it's, it's all right. I thought... It's Canaan. And, yes, of and, course. Uh, and Billy, Billy Johnson. Is Billy Johnson Billy, doing it? Or yeah, Sebastian yeah, Bourdais? Yeah, you know, you're right. It was it was announced before. So that... that it's so, Bourdais. It's Bourdais. Yeah, so my... I, I was sort of trying to read too too much into that. So, But I'm pleased that people is, is there. Um, Absolutely. Uh, um, uh, while we're talking... Uh, we should have had Shea on this, actually, but... Um, quick word about uh, some American stuff before we come back to something very uh, close to home. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, Winwood, uh, the 57, uh, the uh, third Winwood car, um, expands to a full season, although apparently they're looking for a driver for Laguna City because Inji Donche can't join Bryce Ward for Laguna Seca, but the car will race all year in the in the um, Continental Tire season. Well, look, this is good news. One of the, one of the, the gathering stories in endurance racing and sports car racing and GT racing is the the rapid growth of and sustainability of GT4. Agreed. And we're drivers to the quality of Indy Donchit uh, now involved in, an, in this case, near full season efforts just goes to show where we're actually heading to with this. I think you're going to be talking to me about British GT. We'll talk about some of the factory drivers involved in that one. But, yeah, good news that you've got an aspirant team like Winwood Racing uh, with all the uh, the friends they're actually making and the partnerships they're actually drawing together to, to be able to bring a third full-season car, uh, a car that wasn't initially designated as a full-season entry. That's got to be good news, not just for them, but for the Continental Tire uh, uh, Sports Car Challenge as a whole, John. You know, let's not forget just where they were just over a year ago in terms of numbers. And now, look mm-hmm. at it. It's a really credible part of that support package. Uh, real strength in depth. Lots of new and shiny, and we do like new and shiny in that GS class. And uh, the, the, you know, the adoption of the GT4 regulations to that class, it has to be said, has just been a smash hit. Um, yeah, and uh, let's hope it goes from strength. It's funny enough, I was having a very similar conversation um, down in Australia uh, at the weekend, which I know you weren't envious of. Stop, stop, stop don't, not all. in any way. Stop, don't, 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 don't mention it, John, though, because other people might get jealous. I, I clearly wasn't. No, no, not. But uh, no one would get jealous of a fortnight in the south of France. No, 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 not no, at this no. time it's of the terrorist. year. Nothing it's open. terrible. Nothing open. Um, uh, now, where was I? I was going somewhere with that, and I've been completely distracted by a whole different f- thread. By terrible French but, restaurants. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Ah, Alex Brundle. Alex Brundle going Never to. Um, He's going to Le Mans. Uh, hang on. Alex Brundle is joining um, Graham's team, Manor, um, which is. Not um, mine, yeah. No, no, it's... No, CEFC TRSM. Yes, GT 
XLR. This is this yeah. is nineteen seventies Ford badging. Let's just put lots of <laughs> lots of letters on it. Yeah, C- the CFC the CFC TRSM has got the velour seats and the cassette player. Ah, right. Uh, does it have a vinyl yeah. roof? No, no, that it only comes with the uh, the uh, CFC uh, TRSM LX. Ah, yes, of course it does. Uh, you know the- that at Le Mans there will be in some distant third world countries commentators who don't usually do sports cars who would try and pronounce CEFM as a word. Sefkatrism. That could be quite fun. Sefkatrism. Well, watch out for that one. Yeah, watch out for that one on YouTube, boys and girls. Mm. But uh, I think you're about, about to say what very good news it is for. Um, I think well. Um, the Monster. second Radio Le Mans presenter in the uh, in the last tw- uh, the last twelve months to actually get himself a place on the grid for a twenty four hour race. Yeah, well, uh, there's there's a few. I think there's a few more actually. But yes, um, he uh, this is Alex Brundle who will be uh, doing the full WEC transition season with Ollie Rowland now in the yes. Uh, the G60, the number six G60. Uh, we yep. don't know who the third driver in the car is. <clears throat> bronze, bronze driver. Um, uh, so uh, I mean, Alex deserves this. He's he's proved himself beyond the sh- uh, a shadow of a doubt, and I think he and Ollie will make a decent team. No, it, no I'll, I'll be honest with you, John. I think he's a terrible human being and not in any way talented. Just to be controversial, of course he deserves it. Uh, you know, one of the more focused individuals on the. The grid love his enthusiasm, absolutely love his enthusiasm. I had a very brief exchange with him this evening just to pass on congratulations. Hooking up with him tomorrow morning to catch up at ball length and watch tomorrow because I think we're going to be hearing about another driver in the other car. Ah. And that is another really good piece of news um, in, in terms of the talent that's coming to the FI World Endurance Championship. Waiting for confirmation of that, but I believe we'll be hearing about that uh, tomorrow morning, first thing. Um, just before we head to uh, some British GT and whatever else Tim has for you, uh, quick words about TVR. Now, <laughs> yes. The Trevors, um, and that's what TVR stands for, of course, the Trevors are rumoured to be coming to P1. Now, yep. this was dated the 4th of April, so it wasn't one of yep. your... Uh, April Fool's nope. stories. <laughs> Les Edgar, who has been trying to um, get into top-line motorsport for, I can't tell you how long, um, he very nearly got involved with what became the Sebring programme, which very nearly was an Aston Martin when I was at RML. And I you sat, mean the Celine? Yeah. Uh, sorry, um, he very nearly got involved with the Celine, which was very nearly an Aston Martin. Yes, yes. indeed. Um, and, and I know because I was in the meeting. Um, what What's going on with, with Trevor? Because there was some thought that they might have a GTE car, and they still might, yeah. but now there's talk of, of P1. Right. First things first. Um, yes, there was talk of the GT car. That is some way away if it's going to happen at all. Um, but the, the genesis of this came earlier today with what has to be said was not the smartest tweet in the world. Uh, It was a Photoshop job on a a rendering of what was clearly an LMP car. Now, unfortunately, uh, I think the people who did the the Photoshop job, number one, didn't do a very good job of it, but number two, failed to take into account there's not exactly a lot of choice. Uh, So the only LMP1 car that we've actually got a rendering of rather than a picture of is the Rebellion R13, Compare and contrast the two, it's a Rebellion R13. 
I've done a bit of sniffing around. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm and the way it stands... Enough. Yes, indeed. The way it stands is this. That car will not be called a TVR. It cannot be called a TVR for two reasons. One, because the entry has already been filed and it is a Rebellion R13. Two, is it because if it is a TVR, that means that's a manufacturer entry and that comes with some pretty big questions that need to be asked financially of the factory that's entering that car. So number you one, still can't it's have, not to be called a TVR. Am I, st- am I right in saying that you still can't have manufacturer automotive manufacturer entries in LMP2? I think the answer is that you could certainly badge something as it's in certain circumstances. Frankly, at the moment, so that's in the transition changed season. Because that, that was an absolute no-no on the introduction. It's, and... it, I think all bets, all bets are not at the moment on that kind of front are off. So that number one. Because there has to be, is... effectively, there has to be a waiver for, for Alpine as they are now yes. producing cars. Uh, indeed. And that's a further question to be asked, indeed, of a couple of people tomorrow. So number one, it's not going to be a TVR chassis. It is going to be an Oracle-built Rebellion R13 badged LMP1 chassis. Right. Next question, could it therefore be a, a TVR engine? Well, not right now it can't. There is absolutely no commercial deal in place to badge the Gibson uh, GL458, the 4.5-litre V8 uh, derivative of the very successful 4.2-litre V8 LMP2 engine. There is no deal in, in place at the moment to name that as anything other than a Gibson. And as you and I both know, and I'm sure the listeners do too, that any deal of that sort comes with a big price tag. Yes. And that's certainly not around. I suspect what and, we're and going to see again, is some... Graham, sorry to interrupt. But, sure. but that, again, that is precluded in the regulations. That engine... No, no can... that's not precluded anymore. No, no, that's not precluded So that has anymore. been relaxed, call... has it? That, that one, they absolutely can. And I know there's certainly at least two or three of the teams that are racing um, in, in P2. LMP1 have been sniffing around manufacturers. In P1. Ah, in P1. All right, so this P1. is a P1. Yes. Okay, sorry. I, Correct. I, I take that back. This is P1. Because we almost had, didn't we, Graham Loudon's entry. Um, one of the reasons that that actually took so long to come out was the CEFC, TBFC, thank God it's Friday, um, entry, um, that was almost badge something else. So you can rebadge you one can. of the engines. So, but, but does it have to be a Gibson? Could it not be a Mechacrup? It could be could be whatever you like. There is a Gibson engine in those cars. We'll see the first of the cars unveiled on Friday, I'm told. Mm. Uh, there will only be one of the R13s at the uh, prologue this weekend, the other one not yet complete. And in fact, that will be the only car from the uh, the full season entry, the 36 full season entries for the WEC that we won't see uh, at the track this weekend. So at least basically, if this is going to be a TVR deal, and I strongly believe, slash don't don't say it out loud, Graham, on the radio, no, that it will be a TVR hookup with that, uh, that effort, that must be something else, which presumably therefore means that the name of TVR will appear somewhere on that car in some form of backing. Can so, I just throw this in, though? Um, is there any reason why TVR couldn't throw the five litre Cosworth or some derivation thereof that they are talking about putting in the new uh, Griffith into mm-hmm. the back of a LMP1 car? Uh, in future years, they most certainly could. Without a shadow of a doubt, they most certainly could. But, but the reality at the moment is that the cars, as are entered by Rebellion, are Rebellion Gibsons. Those engines are in place. Those cars are in build. This, for the moment... Uh, my belief is that this is a hookup in some way with a partner that is currently existing with that program. So it may well be that it's one of those OEM deals uh, where 
You've got a technical partner for the Rebellion package with the Oracle package, with the Gibson package, that in some ways hooked in with TVR's uh, relaunch. So, you know, what we're not going to see is something called the TVR racing at Le Mans this year. It is, however, good news that TVR are looking in that direction. And this might be the first step towards Les Edgar and his merry band making a full return to the uh, Le Mans 24 hours for the first time in what I think it's uh, 12, 13 years, mm. 2006, I think five or six was the last time we saw a T400R, uh, three years worth of those cars. I think it may well have been 2005 with the, um, the, the, the last car, the John Hartshorn uh, car, the Peninsula car. But the, the reality here is this won't be a TVR entry. TVR will be involved in exactly the same way, John albeit in a different kind of level, that Aston Martin Red Bull is a Red Bull with some Aston yeah. Martin involvement, albeit some pretty high-level involvement in it. So nothing wrong with that. It's not a criticism, but it's not going to be a TVR at Le Mans. Yet, let's hope that they're encouraged by what they find to make that bigger step. Uh, British GT, Tim Greer has some questions for the editor of DailySportsCard.com, Graham Goodwin, who joins us on Midweek Morning Not so much questions, it's more news or okay. lack of news. First of all, non-news relating to British Grand Prix, uh, British GT. Uh, it happened on an Easter weekend and it rained. Second, it rained a lot. It did rain a lot. Second bit of non-news, uh, pole position and the race win went to a racing driver. Uh, indeed, but it was a different sort of racing driver than some might call the norm, mightn't they? Are we talking about gender let's, equality let's explain here? To the listener. We're talking yeah, about Johnny gender Adam, equality. Nobody expected, no, no one expected Johnny Adam to win that race as a Aston Martin factory driver and reigning Le Mans champion. Extraordinary stuff. Can't remember who his uh, co-driver was, but uh, you know they did well as well. Now, come on, let's get over ourselves. Fantastic bit of history for the... Uh, the British GT Championship. Uh, Flick Haig, who's been making a bit of a name for herself in GT3 cars. Johnny Palmer and I have been commentating on Flick on and off with uh, some of the ins and outs of Optimum Motorsports campaigns in the Michelin Le Mans Cup. Had a uh, cracking time in a couple of the uh, the qualifying sessions in that series. Started the, the, the year with this doubleheader or planned doubleheader on Easter Monday uh, at Ulton Park. Flick put the car on pole position. Uh, then drove away at the start of that race in very challenging conditions in the Aston Martin V8 Vantage. Uh, Johnny Adam got aboard the car, secured that lead, brought it home. Flick Haig, therefore, enters the history books as the very first ever female driver to win overall a British GT race. And I have to say, I had to correct the British GT Championship themselves on Twitter, saying that uh, Flick had actually managed to beat, I think they mentioned 20 three or 24 drivers, actually 67 drivers that she beat, 67 male drivers she beat, plus one other woman driver. And Valeska was in the, uh, the, in the, uh, the, she she is indeed, she's in the GT4 Junetta, I want to say. Right. Uh, But beat the entire GT4 field as well. It was a very competitive field. It was a supreme drive from Flick Hague. You know, uh, you and I, John. She's done it the right way. You know, we've seen her at Dubai, uh, yep. Barcelona, she's done V to V, she's done Brit Car Endurance. Um, you know, going back, oh, I can't remember when I first. I, well, actually, I raced her in a charity kart race many years ago when she was a kid. Um, and um, 
I mean, what she's in her early thirties now, um, and um, I seem to remember her way back in what 2013 in the Ginetti. It was all with Optimum. Um, sixth in yes. class. I've just found that now. Uh, yes, it was 2013 in Dubai um, when she first stepped up to that. Although she'd done some Donington Brit car in the night race again in, in a Ginetta, won her class uh, in 2012. She's done it the right way. She's worked through the apprenticeship, you know, by no means a full-time racing driver until relatively recently. Um spent plenty of time at the racetrack because she's got a lot of friends who can play but you know caterums lotus uh, all kinds of of 24 hour and longer distance races um well done gets hooked up with a, a top driver who's a good mentor as well and you know she's a tidy little peddler she she, I mean, she did I, she, she did a great job you know there were some very very experienced drivers the non-professional drivers that started that race as i say the conditions even then were pretty challenging. Later on, they were undrivable. It's completely the correct call, by the yeah. way. To, well, to nobody, I don't uh, think anybody's complained about that. I really no, don't no, think no, anybody's complained about Certainly not to a track as challenging as Hilton Park is. But it was, despite that, a good start to the season for the British GT Championship. The grid looked fantastic. Uh, by the way, another little bit of history. We had the youngest ever driver in British GT Championship history with young Tom Canning um, featured in the national media on that one as well, which was good to see. Uh, down uh, A little way further down the order, of course, in GT4 in one of the, the Stella Motorsports Total GT86s. That you'd like one of those, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all good drove fun. my first but, ever Toyota GT86 at the weekend, and it was a rather special one. Albeit on the road, Luke's? it was Luke's. I drove he let it. you drive it. I d- yes, Steph hasn't driven it yet. He's misses, but I have. <laughs> um, I drove it to work at the weekend, um, and I think it was Thursday. Uh, and uh, great little cars remind me very much in in balance and philosophy of, of my. 968 and I can give it no better um, uh, compliment than that to be honest but you know putting the point to bed really another one of the major national championships now underway um, challenging weather conditions but still some very good racing what didn't really happen was what we expected to be this massive battle between the seven. In fact, there's nine factory drivers, two mm. factory drivers in GT4. We did get a great battle towards the end of the race with Yama Berman uh, closing down and being just beautifully, def- beautifully fended off by Darren Turner mm. in race one. The Aston Martins, the Beechdean car coming home second to the Optimum car and uh, Yama Berman and Lee Mole uh, completing the podium. But it was great entertainment. I think there's going to be one heck of a season there. Uh, and a very busy couple of weeks from Graham Goodwin. Uh, we'll let him disappear because he's had a stupidly long day and it's an hour later than here uh, in Europe. Best of the boys. Uh, have a good uh, couple of weeks down there in the south of France, Graham, won't you? Cheers, guys. We'll speak to you next week. That's good as uh, the editor of dailysportscar.com joining us en route to the prologues, I think we have to say. Uh, Premium prologue. Like a, like a prologue, yes. Yes, well, he will be sleeping like Two a log tonight. Two weeks at recar, there's worse places to be, in fairness. Well, there'll be nothing open at this time of the year, though. There will be nothing open. I've been there for prologue. At this, All right, a tiny bit earlier. We're into April now. I think it was the end of March. When I, eh, maybe it wasn't. Usually we've had our first wet race of the season by now. No, we haven't. 
Yeah, Easter weekend. weekend of Easter weekend or first weekend of Easter April. Easter is a musical feast. Oh yeah, course. of course, yeah, of course. The, the, yes, we. Yeah, so it was a bit late, a bit earlier than this. I was thinking about the April the sixteenth and seventeenth. It normally is, but they wasn't Easter last year, wasn't it? There literally is nothing open on the south coast of France at this time of the year. There's, there's two restaurants uh, in the south of France restaurant that are open. The, the restaurant de. Oui. C'est ça. Are either of them de. chains? Uh, no, none yeah. of them. No, actually, the only thing that's open is... Uh, there's nothing sadder than going to the <laughs> south of France at this time of year and seeing people queuing in their cars burger. at a McDonald's in the south of France. I'm sorry, I find that culturally well, They couldn't do it by immoral. train because they're on strike. But sometimes you need to get food quickly, regardless of where it comes from. No. Uh, let's do bikes. Yes, because Donington Park was as wet as Alton Park at the yeah, weekend. Yeah, it was wetter than an otter's pocket. It brought, they changed the timetable, didn't they? They did. They moved race one from uh, just after lunch on Sunday to uh, four Wednesday. o'clock on Saturday. Yes, Wednesday. It must have really upset or, you. No, as well. Monday to Sunday. Sorry. Uh, I, I haven't seen any of it, so I apologise because I well, was in that on case, t- can I just seventeen say different times. Poor old Bradley week. Ray. Oh, Bradley Ray. Why? Because uh, he won both races. No. I didn't see either. I was in Spain all weekend. So Bradley Ray, no relation and no similar and spelling either. not spelled either. the same, yes, exactly. That was my point. Um, uh, was a double winner in the British Superbike Championship. I haven't heard of him before. He's obviously an up-and-coming young star. It's only his star, second right? season uh, in British Superbikes. Uh, he looks like Beaker from the Muppets. That's Am I allowed to say that on the radio? No, I think you are. I, I think you can say That's it. perfectly descriptive. You can say it on the true. telly as well if you want to. But uh, uh, he Did they get all the races off? Yes. Oh, right. That was better than they did at Alton they, Park. They did very well by moving the timetable and Alton Park, some, you'd have been, some practice sessions. In, in fairness, Alton Park, I did see some coverage of that because um, I was... It wasn't geo-blocked. Well done, British GT. We talked with, with Benji um, last week about that. So when I did have Wiffy around the world on my epic trip back from Australia... Well, you didn't tune in to us. I didn't know you were on, mate, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I am going to tell you now, because right. you'll see it in a few weeks' time, best final ever. Really? Hour long have I got to revoice it for you? I don't, want, I, I don't want to cut it down from an hour, but I have to. Obviously, 17 minutes. I don't want to do it. It's too good. You loved it. Proper endurance. Excellent. All the tactics. Shall we... Well, we could do the long version as well, then, if you want me to revoice the whole long version. Can we get back to the superbikes? Anyway. Uh, Leon Haslam was second in the first race. I was just about to say, Alton Park was a lake at some stages. It was very, very, very wet indeed. Um, uh, so, well Dan done, Lindford BSB. third. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Bucken fourth, Shane Byrne fifth, a... and Christian Eden sixth. Shane Byrne fifth. fifth. He's about 40, 40-12 now, isn't he? Yeah. But in race two... 22 I think he is. Uh, in race two... Uh, Why Shakey is Leon Haslam second. not fulfilled his potential? Nick? Well, he was uh, on a bit or of a whinge at the weekend. Was he? Whinge yes. of the week? Does he have, is Gary Paffett his new team manager? Uh, no. Ah. Uh, uh, he said... Um, Let me put it this way. Who makes the tyres in uh, British Superbikes? Pyrelli. And uh, what are they known for? Chewing gum. Not being consistent. We have a massive issue with the consistency of Pirelli tyres, says uh, (laughs) Haslam. I had the issue yesterday. 
this was talking on Monday, but mm. wasn't 100% sure and thought it might have been an isolated issue. Now I think it's something to do with the 2018 formula. They seem to be a second to lap slower and last half the distance. Aren't they the same for everybody? They are the same for everybody. And are they being used in World Superbikes as well? Mm, different no. Thing. Right. Okay. Um, so, Leon's moaning about the tyres. Yeah. I am the tyres. Uh... Jason Griffiths from Pirelli said, I've spoken to Leon, I've taken on board the comments he's raised. And then I've I punched sent, him in the nose. I've sent the information <laughs> no, back to Italy and I'm, uh, we'll uh, get some feedback. Uh, Mid-August. <laughs> when they're back from their holidays. Can I just say, I'm on the British Superbike site now just trying to catch up and it's way too busy, their front page. Yes, lots of video and things. It's way too busy. Uh, so Bradley Ray isn't spelt the same as Johnny Ray. No. But no. Gino Ray is. Yeah, Gino Ria, that is. Gino Ria. Uh, he he, he uh, pronounces it Ria, not Ria. He made his... Just uh, to make things difficult. He made his uh, BSB debut at the weekend. Yeah. And how, how did he get He's not appearing on? in the top ten overall, so well, not that well. He them, didn't they? get on particularly well. Uh, we also have some brothers this year. Right? Really? Yes. Tay and Taz. Um, they're, th- they're thingy sons, aren't they? They are. Um, Who's Mackenzie. They are the Mackenzies, Taylor Mackenzie and Taron Mackenzie. Really? Yes. And they didn't score many points either. Uh, well, give them tag. One of them broke his wrist. I can't remember which one now. Uh, Let Mackenzie. I think Taylor. it was Taz that broke his wrist. Right. Yes, it was. Excellent. Right. That's that's good. Uh, Falling so off. So he presumably. couldn't. Not punching the man from Pirelli. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will yes, take this punch back and talk to Italians about it. He came off the uh, bike twice, in fact. Really? Well, once wasn't enough. Once is never enough, Nick. Normally, when you fall off in the rain, it's just embarrassing. You don't tend to hurt yourself too much. You're going a lot slower. Have you, you ever ridden around Dalton Park? Uh, around Dalton uh, Park. Park? Yes, yeah. of course he has. I went around Dalton. I've actually... No, ago. no. Here's, here's a... Fu- now, here's a funny thing. I went around Dalton on a AAA SP4. I, which those motorcycle aficionados will know was something I should never have sold because it'd be worth so much more money now. Mm. <laughs> but you still uh, wouldn't sell it. Well, no, but it's, it's... never sell anything. Yeah, you should never have and sold then anything. You'll, then you'll end up on great hoarders, and, and we'll all have to do intervention. Never, never sell any vehicles. It's honestly, <laughs> it's a bad thing to do. My Donington Park on a motorbike story was many, many years ago. We did world the the Natalie titled World Castrol World Superbike and World Supersport Radio on twelve eighty nine AM at Donington at uh, Brands Hatch. Not that Natalie titled then. Right, and part of that was it was sponsored by Castrol and Honda. Mm-hmm. So I went to Donington Park because the Ron. Ron, Ron was just starting. So I rocked up there in whatever car I had at the time. I can't remember what it was now. Actually, I'm trying to think back to what it was. And Ron said, in the process of us talking and doing the interviews, if only I'd known you were a biker, I would have said, come up on your bike or bring your gear. We could have got out on the track. To which I opened the boot of the car, had me leathers, me helmet, and he went, I said, well, what do you think I'm going to do? Not bring my kit. So I got about an hour and ten minutes, one-on-one tuition with Ron on, first of all, a 600 and then a 1,000 Fireblade, fully race prep. What year was this then? Six, ninety-seven. Like, yeah. 
I'd have to go and look at the clothing, which I probably still have somewhere. We see, you might fit back into it again. Uh, do you know what? I'm that <laughs> far away. So that doesn't work on radio. I'm a very small part away from getting into my one-piece leathers again. A sight for me, uh, which all the ladies of Thrapston can't wait to see. Uh, there's only one that matters to me. I know, and she, she works in the chip shop. <laughs> Is that Eve's mother? <laughs> Obviously not working the pitch. The uh, chip, chip shop, or, shop or in Thrapston. She matters to you. Uh, there's a bloke down the chip shop swears he's Elvis. Do you know really? Yeah. So it's Kirsty McCall, you fancy. Wow. Moving on. Taz McKenzie uh, had a broken wrist, uh, but who had a broken neck? No. Oh, somebody had a broken neck from a previous accident. Yeah. I did read this. I've forgotten who it was. It was Glenn Irwin. Bert Troutman. He had uh, a broken neck. Yes. Mm. Glenn Irwin broke City. his neck at Knock Hill. Yeah, it was a long time ago, wasn't it? That was last July. Really? Yes. And he's only just found out about it. He's now. only just found out <gasps> because he uh, had he crashed on Saturday in practice, uh, and went to hospital and was X-rayed. And they said, "Did you know you've got a broken neck?" And I said, uh, "Did you have a serious accident sometime last year?" Yes, at Knock Hill. When was that? In the summer. Okay, you broke your neck. Wow! And he didn't know. We didn't know. That's scary. Uh, he got into the top six, mm-hmm. uh, despite losing time when James Ellison fell off in front of him. That's always annoying. What, James Ellison's always <laughs> no, annoying? No, people fall off in front of you. You've had that happen, haven't you? I have, yes. Mm. You haven't had James Ellison falling off in front no, of you? No, I had a, a, an overconfident man on a KTM. Uh, That's what, is that what it said in the title? <laughs> did, overconfident yeah. man, man on a KTM, KTM yes. <laughs> I've got an RC8. I'm going to go past you. Oh, I'm not. I've, uh, oh, I've fallen I've off. I've fallen off, yeah. <laughs> uh, back to four wheels. Ah, oh, okay. There's no one faster than... Pasta. Manuel. Hey. Hey. Juan. Juan. Manuel Maldonado. Oh, has he got a brother? Nephew. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Oh, it's a nephew. I don't know. Maybe what? cousin. Pasta's not that old. Might be a cousin, not a nephew. All right. uh, but he won the reverse grid race in uh, British Formula 3 at Alton Park. He's in British Formula 3? Where's this money come from? Because Venezuela's broke. Uh, there are a lot of... Well, there are not a lot of British drivers in British Formula 3, let's say that. Ah, it's like the good old days then. How many entrants are there? Um, Seven. 20-something. Oh, what? Okay. Yes. Wow. Uh so we have uh, the first, no, the third race. Oh, I'm not going to bother with which race it was. So we've got uh, the Dane, <laughs> Nicholas Kiergaard. Nicholas Kiergaard, yeah. Not Nicholas Kiergaard. No. Right. Uh, we have the Swede, Linus Lundqvist. Right. We have Tristan Charpentier from France. Yep. We have two Indians, Kushmini and Krish Mahadik. This seems like names made up by Agatha Christie for a murder story. They're all like they're all pretty much on point for the country they're from, aren't they? Mm-hmm. We have uh, <laughs> Singapore's from the UK, Singapore's Jock McTavish from Scotland, Singapore's Pavan Ravishanka. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Uh, Die playing the sitar. Uh, Die yes. Brown. <laughs> ben Hurst is from Canada. Ben Hurst. Ben Hurst. <laughs> he came with his own chariot. Uh, Yu Yang Sun is from China. Really? <laughs> Wing Hung Cha is Malaysian, I when believe. Did, when did British F3 take off again? And uh, Sasakon Chaimongkol 
It's Ooh. from Thailand. Again. When, uh, I'm going to say again. When did British F3 get popular? It started last year. And I'm, this I'm, year it's really taken off. I'm terribly impressed by that. What year? Now, is Delara this proper F3? Or these yeah, F- these, these, are, these are the ones that used to be called F4 but weren't F4. Oh, okay. They're not Delaras then? They're not Delaras, no. Oh, it's not F3 at all then? It's British F3. So it's not F3 then? So it's F4. It doesn't use Delaras, but then... Yeah, every, recently, every, real F3 is, every real F3 race has been won by Delara for the last a million years. Yes, and now the FIA has mandated that uh, international F3 must use Delaras. Well, they were anyway. Yeah, but that was an open formula. Just It was an open formula, but everyone so it, used the same so car. So it's British F3, open F4 fo- chassis with a 2-litre engine. Just, it's not an F4 chassis. Right. Let me make this absolutely clear. This is not an F4 chassis. Right. This is the chassis that was raced in what used to be F4, which wasn't F4. What's the engine? Uh, um, it's something, yes. Well, no, it's something, obviously, Tim. No, because no, the, the F4 we get supporting um, uh, the Touring race cars. at uh, Yas Marina, oh, that. they use our bath engines. They yes. use the 1.4 Now, that is, that is proper engine. F4, oh, okay, using right. the proper Miguel F4 chassis and the I Abarth, expect, Abarth I have engine, to say it, Tim, I which they also use you. an Italian F4. I, right. Well, of course they do. <laughs> I expect better from you to know what the actual formula is when I ask it's ba- uh, but it's not a Formula. It's Formula Palmer Audi. It's really yeah. Aren't those cars rusty yet? But it's, it's not those cars, but it may as well be. So is it a 1.8 Audi engine? It could be. Yeah. Oh, they can't be still making those. I'm sure they are. <laughs> really? Johnny Palmer is he's ruining the day that he takes. Uh, he daren't take his, his car. Coil pack out. He's he's. He's dead take his car to one of those meetings that's got British F3 there because somebody will have the engine and half the kit out of it. <laughs> it's a two liter. All oh, right. Cosworth. Is it? Yes. So is it a breathed on Ford or is it a split racing engine? Well, it could be an Audi because Audi owned Cosworth for a while. And mile pistons. And that's as much as information as they will give me. All right, okay. You mean he's on the website? Yes. Right, okay. Moving on. Uh, there are some British drivers, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tom Gamble is a top one of those after the first three races of the season. He's on 67 points. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, brother of... Um, Proctor. Proctor Gamble. Proctor and Gamble. <laughs> That'd be quite funny if they were, wouldn't they? So, so if Mark Proctor and him got together in a team, that would be Proctor very and funny. Gamble. Well, Senna yeah. Proctor is more his age. Is that Mark's, Mark's son? son. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Chadwick lies fifth in the championship. Can I just say, I feel very bad now, because that's another third generation, because I remember Tony Proctor racing rallycross in a four-wheel yes. drive Ford Capri at Croft. Where did he get a four-wheel drive Ford Capri from? He built it. There was a Ferguson Formula Ford Capri, an FF four-wheel drive Ford Capri that was partially developed by Ford at Boreham. And then uh, there was a four, Then he had a four... He used to run it on slick tyres on the dirt because it had so much... Anyway, that's a whole different thing. Moving on. Alan Plotter uh, says Gino Ray uh, started in Skyfall, apparently. Skyfall. Skiffle. Uh, mm. But back to British F3. Jamie Chadwick. Jamie Chadwick, uh, third fifth. place in the second race. Former Aston Martin driver. Uh, to get herself on the podium... That's well good for her. Uh, I think that's a smart move for her, getting some yes. single seat of um, experience. Although, I expect, here's another hind off prophecy, I expect her to feature in some very big GT races this year. Yes. Long ones? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And joint fifth in the points, mm-hmm. uh, alongside Jamie, is Billy Munger, who also got a podium. Uh, is that what Billy was racing at the weekend? Yes. Right. Did he, what did he back his podium up with? Uh, he got a fifth and a sixth, I think. Let me just double check that. Uh, no, it's a fifth and an eighth. Good for in him. In fact, it wasn't even that. It was a ninth and an eighth. Yeah, good, good for him. I, I take it his car is modified. modified yeah. It is, yes. Right. It has hand controls. It's Carlin. Done it for him. Oh, really? Uh, but, yeah, but apparently he only has money for this first race, so he needs to raise money for the rest of the season. Uh, right. There we who go. won uh, the French Formula 4 Championship races at Nogaro? It is not I, but it is I, Leclerc. Is it? It was. Uh, well, he won race two, certainly. Hmm. Charles' brother... Antoine. Is it? Arthur. 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 There you go. I was close. Have you how the brothers of French-based racing drivers are often called Arthur? Charles Peake? Arthur Peake? Charles Leclerc? Arthur. What? I don't think Charles and Arthur Peake are brothers. Of course they are. Really? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, if they're not, I've been been sending them one Christmas card all time. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is very offensive now. (laughs) No. Uh, Hugo de Wilde. I bet he did. Uh, was the winner of the first race in Agaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Belgian. Right. So, two uh, races in French F4, and neither of them won by a Frenchman, because obviously Arthur, Ma- Arthur Leclerc is from Monaco. He's a Monagagasque. Now, that's very exciting. And it's interesting, you actually did manage to get the Arthur Leclerc thing in, which you mentioned about an hour and a half ago, well, about two hours ago, we're going to do. Yes. I did say we'd come on to it. And actually, I've just noticed that they had three races over the weekend. The third one was won by a Frenchman, uh, Adam Ateki. That's good. That's the spreading, up, spreading the love around in French. And um, Hang on, those are four Formula 3s, aren't they? They're proper Formula 4s, yes. Oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, with proper engines. Uh, briefly, time for this. The news that no one is talking about. The stories that aren't reported anywhere else. And for valid editorial reasons. Pointless press release of the week on Midweek Motorsport. (laughs) Uh, This is from Silverstone. Okay, go for it. George Grant secured a pair of third-place class finishes in the opening round of the 2018 BRSEC Mazda MX-5 Super Cup at Silverstone. Sorry? The what? Supercup? Sorry, this, someone has issued a press release for coming third twice in an MX-5 race. No, third in class twice in an <laughs> MX-5 race. <laughs> which, hang on, hang on. Importantly, which version of MX-5? Because this is the tw- BRSCC Mazda MX-5 Supercup. There's quite a big uh, political machinations going really? on. Really? Yes. There's been a split in MX-5. Oh, no. No, no, th- th- is Mazda's and what's the split been along rules basis or, or it's it's all gone horribly wrong there's one on Pirelli and one on Hankook or it's I think it's just personality based alright hmm? so this is the Super Cup is it this is the Super Cup right <laughs> I love the way you comment like you knew what the other one was I, that's just called the I think that's called the MX5 British Championship or something like that MX5 Cup maybe 
It's in race right, one, I made a, a cracking start, jumping right, up three or four places, but when I encountered a spun car in front, I lost a lot of momentum and the field streamed past, exiting maggots. I was a little bit disappointed. <laughs> so where did he finish, actually, if he was third in class? No, 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 hang on. You know that that is not going to be next. <laughs> Do you not remember the good old... Uh, Pointless press releases of the week that we used to have from Porsche Super Cup. Ah, yes, yes. I tried very uh, what hard. What would have come next if it had been a Porsche Super Cup? Uh, Patrick Heisman. Patrick Heisman press release. Patrick, fantastic. What would he have talked about? He would have talked about how brilliant he was in the middle of the race. No, 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 no. no qualifying no. ninth. Normally. Something not at all about racing. What would he talk about always? The weather was The good. weather. <laughs> So this one continues. That's right. It was so formulaic. It was ridiculous. On the drying track in the second ah, race, yes, I was just able to climb the order. Yeah. Uh, he started 23rd Excellent. in race two, uh, but was able to storm through the field to come home well inside the top 20. So he stormed from 23rd to sort of 18-ish. I well made another fast start and got stuck into some really close on-track battles. So to finish inside the top 20 of such a competitive field was a really good result. See, that's the sort of thing I would say, because I raced once in the blue moon. Race three was really oh, good Ralph fun. Race three. The yep. track had dried out, but it was still very cold, which made it slippery. Finishing 17th overall was another strong result. Seven, it was put me in a good of... position for the rest of the season. But, but, can I ask you a question? Obviously, what, what class is he finishing third in? They've got different engine sizes or something. Uh, like it's the master's class. Oh, he's old. Oh, he's old. Oh, I, I, is it I'm masters for drivers or masters for cars? Masters um, for drivers. Uh, and that is how old? Do you know there's... Mm, don't know. It sounds like something I should be involved with. 45? Sounds like something I should be involved with. They're back uh, next weekend at Snetterton. Oh, uh, no, like that's not. That's, oh they're, they're back next month at Knock Hill. Next weekend at Snetterton, it's the uh, Mazda MX-5 Super Series. Ah, uh, the other one. So he's, right. he's, he's in both he's in, championships. He's in oh, really? Well. He's, he's bridging the gap. Well, so I told you it was something like that. He's the driving version of the Good Friday Agreement. So does he, does he drive an NA, an NB, or an NC? Because I don't think there's any ND championship in the UK, yes? Anything does I mean, he mention ND championship. Does he mention that, Tim? He doesn't mention that. Right. Okay, see, so my knowledge of um, Mazda MX-5s is actually quite good. I know, you, you drove one. But no, no, in, I crashed um, one. <laughs> I didn't want to mention that. No, no, I crashed one. You've seen the video. Oh, yes. I, I have the video. Oh, do you oh, really? Oh, yeah. Still. I have the video. Damn. Oh, also, uh, Sang video, actually. Also tonight, uh, 2011 Grammy Award winning Afrojack uh, has been confirmed for uh, the uh, DJ set after Jamiroquai at uh, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Excellent. Well, Jamiroquai doing double duty at motorsport this weekend. Uh, this, oh, hang on. Does Azerbaijan not class with Le Mans this year? No. no. Just, oh, no. okay. No. He'll be able to put his hats on a plane and come to some other event. How many hats? Well, with Jamiro, quite many, many hats. And now we haven't finished off Mornington Crescent yet, and I think it was Tim's goal. Oh, good point. Uh, just to prove we are live, it finished 3-0 yes, uh, between Inugo Rangers and the Yobi Stars. Yeah, mm, I thought it might do. That being in the uh, Nigerian League, uh, Inugo Rangers uh, stay fifth. Okay. Ah. Excellent. Uh, so, your go on the Mornington Crescent, Tim? We are at Stratford East. We were at Stratford East last time. Uh, Ealing Broadway. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm snookered here. I think you've got this, Nick. I, I think you... Okay. Nick is sounding far too smug here. Yeah, yeah. I know. But you see, he knows 
that I can only go I can only go to Islington Mornington Crescent yeah he wins it <laughs> and that's all there's time for tonight ladies and gentlemen uh, next week we'll be at uh, Long Beach for the Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix of Long Beach and she will be driving us no but we will um, when I say we I mean me and that's all that matters and uh, <laughs> and uh, it was the shortest race of the year for the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship but that doesn't make me put any less of effort into it uh, thank you to all our guests tonight this weekend yeah oh this yes thank you uh, however before all of that whilst there's prologue going on there's actually racing going on in Germany it's uh, VLN2 and that's Johnny Palmer and me, I think, at the weekend, isn't it? That's what I've been told. Excellent. Um, so Johnny Palmer and me, and that starts... When do we start our warm-up for that? Uh, in the UK, that's at 10.15am. Fantastic. Thank you very much indeed to everyone, and there's no time to explain... Do you want uh, to uh, tell us which uh, VLN race this is? Is it the Langmeinsteinig... <laughs> I have no clue. Vestphalian thing? Or was that last weekend? That was last time. No, I don't then, in that case. Okay, then. Uh, but there's no time to explain because the llama is off for an oyster card. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.